yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so what order do we want to do, like, uh, yeah, the, our full so, sentences first? Yeah, so f- fucking forget having a slick intro. Hey, it's Hot Singles and we're doing an end-of-the-year podcast. And the thing that we were talking about before we started recording was Tisa Korean. And I haven't listened to any Tisa Korean. So I asked Boo to send me a Tisa Korean track so I could re- live react and see what the fuck is up. Oh, yeah, hang on. Let me actually do that. It's I know you yeah, probably yeah. have it pulled up, but I want to listen to it at the same time. No, I don't yet, actually. Uh, so. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Also, hi! Uh, <laughs> Imp- important hot singles. It's, uh, I, it's imagine me like, components. like, uh, like digging in like, like a file, like a, like a, like a, like a, uh, like a, a big, filing cabinet. And yeah, then it's cabinet. like. I, I'm like, oh, and then I like turn back. I'm like, hi, and then I come back. Yeah, head pops um, up just above the top of the cabinet, screaming, uh, and then dips head back below. Yeah, so I, I wish, I wish, uh, I wish all of you very uh, uh, hot singles holiday, my friend. Yeah, I hope uh, your singles, okay. your singles are hot and Christmassy. Um, there we go. Okay, I put it in right. here. Also, the best album cover this year. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The artwork's fucking sick. Um, so the track is Stunner Shades. Yes. Hit it in three, two, one, go. Stunner shades. 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 You. 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 It's perfect. So, like, I was initially thinking fucking Apple Studio, Shimmelina, cool. Soldier Boy, cool. But, like, no, this is more, more to Y2K and more online. In yeah, it's I, I, it's uh it's it's very uh it's obviously like tribute to MySpace era rap, but it's also just, oh the 808 coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh it's uh, FL Studio World Record Speedrun type beats. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Video did the rounds. Right for you. It's one verse. It's yeah. so why, why good. Why do you need more? Why do you need more? Yeah. That's it. Okay. That's Stone of Shades. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hard, <laughs> uh, hard do you have any notes on Stone of Shades at all? I'm recomposing myself. I'm recomposing myself. So like, <laughs> no. Welcome back <laughs> to Hot Singles, our end of year review. Um, you're not going to believe this. Uh, me and Alexis uh, do not have a lot of prepared remarks 
this time. Um, it's it's gonna be we're we're on that uh, we're on that. Uh, it's is genial the word I want to use? We're on that genial flow. We're on that Gen- idle conversation type. Yeah, d- d- genial seems appropriate. You know, with we're sitting uh, around a, a nice log fire. There are, you know, snowflakes drifting slowly, settling in the windowsill. It's I'm I'm either wearing an ugly or a sexy Christmas sweater, depending on your preference, viewer. Um, I'm j- I, I am drinking a co- uh, a cup of warm milk right now. That is um, incredible to hear. It's uh, it's it's raining gently and freezing in Vancouver right now, so it's I'm just like, ah, oh. oh, beautiful. We couldn't ask for anything more. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. we, we we sort of you know there was a lot of music this year. I think it was a really good year, like a really good yeah. Year. It's I I I think this might be one of my favorite years. It's I mean like it's it's I guess like a decade ago, like twenty. I think twenty thirteen was the last time I felt like it was this jam-packed so i remember going back to my list and i did some like list housekeeping a little while ago and i think 15 and 16 and 17 were all like really excellent in different ways i think Mm -hmm. 17 i'm pulling up now and my yeah my top like five or six pretty damn special Um, that's true that's true uh top of my list for that year was arcus self-titled kalala's take me apart kendrick's damn Yeah, you got Lee Dan, Gambles. you got Flower Boy, uh, Jacques Green. Yeah, Shit. yeah, yeah. My favorite Proto Mata record. Um, uh, a really good. Well, my favorite Christian Scott record. Um, Flower Boy, you mentioned. Uh, a really the, great uh, the, so the, the, the bit with the glitching Elvis from Blade Runner 2049. That was Holy crazy. Shit. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's actually, it's sorry, I do need to interrupt. I watched Blade Runner 2049 for the first time, like last month. Oh. And yeah. I wish that I wish that uh, I wish that bit of like the Elvis recording glitching out was like available to stream or like buy anywhere because it's <laughs> I was that was like the most affecting thing I had ever heard in my life. It was beautiful, and uh, it's and you, it was for you can't fucking uh, split of that. Yeah, it was for Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford just like tummy punching each other. <laughs> it was awesome. You're right. 2017 was a really good year. Yeah, I've also okay. got uh, 20, 2015 up, and that's a really special one. Um, that's true. That's true. Fallen Cura, Garden of Delete, To Pimp a Butterfly, oh, Garden of Platform, Delete. Joanna Newsom's Divers. Have we have we done Carly's Garden of Delete emotion. on the pod yet? No, we have done. We gotta Age get. Of it's, and we gotta Echo get Declan. Um, we gotta get Declan yeah. for Garden of Delete. I think. Yeah, that, he loves that then, record. It's it's special. It's good. It's really good. It's. Uh, uh, th- thank you for oh, coming sorry, along to our, uh, our mid 2010s review episode. Yeah, it's we're just it's we're doing the uh, we're we're doing the uh, like dads at the like back of a barbecue thing going Shohei Otani, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Roy Halladay. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Oh man. Oh man. I miss it. Uh, Barry Bonds. Oh, great player, great oh. player, great player. <laughs> but it's and we're just like oh that Sun Lux album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Mountain Goats beat the champ. That was, that was, that was one to, uh, that was one to miss. Uh, the epic Kamasi Washington. That's a, that's a, that's a lunch pail album. He went out and did his thing. He really did his thing. You got to respect it. Like, sometimes you don't always love it, but you got to respect it. Like. It's true. Uh, how, sports cliche your way through an entire music podcast is a thing that, like, I could probably manage, but I would die 
First on the inside and then on the outside. See, it's the thing is, I feel like you would be like worrying too hard about it, but I just go like hockey interview mode where it's like, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it wasn't a great performance out there, but uh, you know what we're going to do is we're going to just uh, try to get out there once again, get our heads clear and uh, put some pucks in nets. Like, it's, it's, I don't know why they ask like the dumbest hick Canadians for like even 45 seconds of an interview. Like it's, dude, they're thinking yeah, about like, they're thinking about where they're going to do in Warzone when they get home, man. It's, <laughs> yeah. Those guys are posting gotta... on Facebook. Like, yeah, the, the, the lads, no, the, the, the version for me is like, the lads did good. Um, you just got to take it one day at a time, get back into training, try to improve every day, uh, take it one day at a time. Next match as it comes. And, uh, not, not looking too far ahead. You yeah, know, it's not. <laughs> oh you know, God. it's not. It's not golf season yet, boys. So uh, we're gonna get out there and we're uh, we're gonna do what take, we can. Take it one day at a, yeah, take it one day at a time. Just uh, just pucks and nets, and we're gonna get more uh, more points than the other team in the allotted amount of time. And that's yeah. uh, that's sort of our idea here. Oh, like fuck God. off, Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am anti hockey interview. I love dudes. Sports. Do not it's rock so fun. So uh, hey, ten thousand gex. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about ten thousand gex. Um. Okay. Uh, ten thousand gex. It's I. <laughs> this is literally the first one on my list because I searched twenty twenty three music B and because it starts with the number one. It's the first <laughs> one on here. But uh, it's. I do think I. It's. It is incredible that we got through a whole year without talking about gex or anything. It's um, so strange how it's just become background noise. Not, like, not literally background noise as if, as if, like, it's not really gripping and fun in its own way. But, like, it's just sort of expected. It's normal now. It's normal now. Here's, here's the thing. Um, uh, it's, I, it's the conversation around 10,000 Gex has been almost completely co-opted from them. And now they, they kind of just exist for, like mildly into it uh, people on like Twitch like when they hear like a noise in a game glitching or whatever they just go oh is this 100 gex yeah uh, when it's I mean like I, li I literally saw one of those like I remember you homosexuals really think this is good music yeah I thought, saw like, that and it's like it still uh, is did the pandemic not bitch. happen yeah did, 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 genuinely have we like gone four years into the past like what happened here to make you think this was a you know, a timely intervention into the Discord. Look, it's look, it's middle of the month. Rent is due, Alexis. Oh we my know this. god! Yeah. Uh, Ten thousand gex. Need those fucking I, Elon bucks. Oh my It's. Uh, I I remember being like, like, heart stoppingly excited for one thousand gex when it dropped. That's right. I knew I knew about gex before you did. Not you, yeah. Alexis. Just addressing the nah. viewers and mean mugging them. But um, shout out to the Osno era. You know. Uh, it's. But this one, it's I was like, okay, it's I liked I liked me me me, and then uh, Doritos and Fritos was hilarious. But I wasn't uh, really expecting like a full situation. And then they dropped Snake Eyes, uh, which is mm. one of the it's I that's like a perfect like demented EP record. Like that is perfect. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh shit, ten thousand gex. And then uh, I listened to it and I was like, oh, I don't really know if I get this very much. But then I went to go see them play um, live, and it's this is like stadium rock gex is what yeah, this yeah, yeah. is. Um, it's it is that it's a it's I. There's so many. It's like this. I feel like they're really sending up more to their non um, like pitched up like AMV 
influences on this one. Like it's there's just, there's like two separate uh, like just Perry Grip type beat songs on here. <laughs> it's it's so good. It's really really good. What did you think of Ten Thousand Gex, Alexis? Yeah, it was it was one of those records where like I remember distinctly listening to Dumbest Girl Alive for the first time and just like having that kind of slightly hysterical laugh of like something between pleasure and absolute panic. And anything that can do that immediately gets like a big fucking thumbs up. I don't think I'm gonna be in love with this project anywhere near like I was in love with the, the, the first record. Like the first record just captured a moment and a sensibility that like, I don't know, it wasn't, again, it wasn't even really out of keeping with stuff we'd already been listening to. It just happened to like fucking deliver it very perfectly for me mm -hmm. in this amazing package. I also just like think some of the pop songwriting was slightly better when it was in the more like fucking slightly insane anime mode. Like that is a thing that like spoke to me slightly more. That said, like mm -hmm. Dumbskull Alive is still just like one of the tracks of the year without even. It's so good. About it's, it. it's it's literally just, just like a it's it's a gex flip of sicko mode and welcome home by Coheed and Cambria. Like what the fuck else what? do you want from yeah. your year? Yeah. Um I don't know what it costs to get the second mode baseline and the THQ noise, but I'm glad they have it and they deserve it. <sighs> should I should I stop wearing? I don't know. It's, it's Gex. It's you guys. It's everybody yeah. who listens to this podcast has already listened to this. Go listen yeah, to Gex. Exactly. It's good. Uh, what do you got on your thing? So this this is sort of a blanket one because I wanted to just like do the do the necessary shout outs to all the friends who put out amazing music this year. But there was like a really extraordinary amount of really excellent music this year, which I can just like fucking rattle off. I'm mm -hmm. just like looking through my album list. Seacat, friend of the pods, was on a couple of weeks ago. Released Moth of the World, solo record on Plastify. It's fucking incredible. Yeah! Um, twofold, self-released Black Armor. Um, some of the most yep. demented, incredible club music you're gonna you're gonna find yeah. anywhere. Yeah, shout um, out Twofold. Nondi, released Flood City track. Yeah! On Mew. Um, like, the, the most spaced out uh, club and footwork you could possibly imagine. Um, it's incredible. Um, yeah. Uh, DJ Girl released Hellworld. Also yeah! Planet Mew. Hellworld. Um, it's a, a, my boy Malik's on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Hell yeah. Like, Shut up, gorgeous hefe. Uh, do all the flavors of like Midwest dance music that you could possibly want in their most like violent and, you know, exciting form. Uh, I just go in like slightly larger in the friend circle. Factory released fucking Crash One. Yeah. Oh my Vectroid, dear baby. God. Um, that is a record that like is. I'm not saying brutally difficult to listen to, but it is one of the most like demanding and exacting and brilliantly pieced together pieces of like sound design craft that I've ever experienced. And it's going to mm -hmm. be one of those projects that like rattles around in the back of my head in the same way. Like I've got other things to talk about this list to do very similar things, but like there's a reason I have always obsessed about like Alvanoto and um, Ryoji Ikeda and people like that with the like really precise infinitesimal like control of a sound in time. And mm -hmm. this is a thing that does it on a sort of like magnitude and intensity that just like blows that shit out of the water. Um, and yeah, uh, also mentioned on the previous podcast uh, with Tikan Ode, Maria BC Spikefield. Uh, fucking incredible yeah. record with contributions from friends, um, which I'm just going to like cap off the, the like friend section with here. Uh, yeah, uh, some of the most beautiful uh, like... I don't even know how to explain it. Like, 
what if Grouper made the best pop songs ever? It's like the easy back of a back of an envelope sales pitch for this record, but it's also <laughs> a lot more than that because it's like deeply poetic writing and like really, really masterful control over a very, very special and particular kind of voice. And yeah, uh, just gorgeous, 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 like more, more quiet record. So yeah, I just wanted to just like, you know, clear the decks because like I would not, you know, be able to, to, to get through the rest of this without just like, I want to make sure I, I talk about all the people who did amazing things in the cycles I'm in. And they're very, very cool people and they deserve mm-hmm. all of your attention and possibly money if you like their music. So go go give it to them, please. They, it's they, true. They need it and deserve it. Um, uh, I released one song this year <laughs> and I was, I was really proud of it. Hell yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, what else do I fucking got in my... Um, uh, in my little list here. Uh oh, "Burning Desire" by Mike. Uh, Ooh. Oh man, that shit is so good. Oh my god. It's uh, Alexis. I know. Uh, I know some rap songs like literally like a, a spaghetti fied you when you listen yeah. to it. This, I mean, this is, no. This is this that... is some rap songs, but a twenty-four track album. Yeah, so like there are mic projects that have like ruined me in the past. Um, May God bless your hustle. The first record, yep. wait, wait, the world and disco is a pair I absolutely fucking love. I have not yet listened to Burning Desire partly because everyone told me it was this like big impressive. I say impressive in the like it has a fucking weight to it kind of way, mm-hmm. and I got kind of scared of it. And I also realized that I for some reason ended up listening to very little hip-hop and rap this year and then like filled that space with a lot of electronic stuff that i was gonna say know. it's this was the year of homie music yeah yeah yeah. it really really was but yeah like this is this has been an album i've been slightly scared of approaching which i don't know whether it's warranted but it's also like very very like exciting that I, it really is it's good say it is. it's really really good oh man mm. any any like standout cuts that i need to just like ingest immediately or uh it's uh please don't cut my wings featuring earl is beat of the year i think um mm-hmm. my mike I, I mike is like i think like top five rappers now to me like it's it's yeah. this is he's this is one of the greatest runs in rap music that i could even chart that shit is bananas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, that shit goes fucking crazy. Um, Alexis, how do you feel about some damn video game music? How do I feel about some damn video game music? Well, tell me what the damn video game music is, and we'll find uh, out. It's uh, it's I'm coming at you live uh with the Bomb Rush Cyberfunk soundtrack. Ooh. Um, which I had on here strictly. Now it's uh for those of you uh not uh gamingly inclined. Uh, Bomber Cyberfunk is basically the, uh, I guess it's spiritual successor, love letter, uh, massive iteration upon the Jet Set Radio formula. Like, uh, it's, for one thing, it has an actual real story. Uh, it's got, you can, instead of just being on rollerblades, you can do bike and a skateboard. Um, it's got an incredible art style. It's by Team Reptile, the Lethal League guys. Um... Uh, really, really, uh, massive salute to Jet Set Radio, but also, and as I'm about to elucidate upon in the soundtrack, it's influences as well. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's less, uh, like, tag, like, tagging other people's turf is obviously a big component of it, 
but literally like uh like dance like b-boy culture is absolutely Ooh. like a strong like you unlock some characters by like dancing with them or like progressing missions and stuff uh and all of the all of the b-boy stuff was like mo-capped by actual artists and whatnot uh, um um and uh all the graffiti in game is done by uh uh i guess it's like a, a the like the Twitter Jet Set Radio graphic design type circle like you have some dying uh, Kyoto stuff. Uh, Froyo Tom did the um, oh uh, fucking hell yeah! It's she did the cell phone interface that you can use while in game. Uh, so if you if you like Zenith, you can uh, uh, fly around while using a cell phone. Get that itch scratched back. <laughs> um, and the the musical influences here. Because uh, it's when you think of Jet Set Radio, like I think most people's initial impression is like the uh, Hideki Naganuma songs. Um, <laughs> but there's a there's a wide berth of uh, of uh, like R and B. Uh, there's some grime in here. Um, there's there's like legit some like funk and house songs. Yeah, I was not expecting uh, to recognize so many names on this list. I know, right? It's so cool, yeah. and it's uh, it's a uh, girl, uh, the the forever the homie, uh, shows up twice on here. Yeah, I mean the operator single with is that SCJ uh, artwork on it? If I remember correctly, it is. Oh uh, wait, um, Oper uh, hang on, that might be that might also be Froyo who did that. Oh uh, shit, hang on, I gotta check. Yeah, Oper yeah, that's Froyo. Oh, um, right, right, right. Sorry for the misaccreditation there. But yeah, just fucking incredible. Like the visual language is really strong immediately already. But like, yeah, like Girl, Rezo, who else? Kilowatts. Like, there's just a bunch of names that I recognize from variously, like, you know, really, really drumsy, funky drum and bass through to like electro and the sort of like the resurgence of the. Again, 90s and Y2K ass stuff that feels mm -hmm. very much at home as the update of the Naganuma E. Um, yes. Yep, like late PS1, early PS2, like vibe, color, palette, everything. Mm hmm. No, yeah, like, it's a. Uh, no, this, this, very, is, this is fun. It's. Uh, it's, you know, it's. Uh, there'll be. It's like Jet Set Radio clones have come and gone, and. Uh, you know, it's oh fuck! I forgot. Don McLennan had a song on oh, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good one as well. It's I, I, he he voices somebody in the game as well. Oh, shit. Uh, no, it's so it's like super super. Honestly, it's a very tender game. Like it's I like it's my heart. I, I just feel good playing it. Like it makes me happy. Mm. Um, Yay. Yeah, it's a really good soundtrack as well. Uh, it's it does not just do like a hyper sample breakbeat stuff. Actual rap music, actual black music in this oh. game. Uh, so massive salute, huge send up. Uh, go Holy. buy Bomber Cyberfunk. It's like thirty bucks, and that new Jet Set Radio that Sega just announced is going to be eighty dollars, and it'll run at twenty three frames a second. Check it. <laughs> um, what else do I got here? Uh, did we want to, uh, it's my first, my first episode of Hot Singles, we talked about Call Me If You Get Lost. We did talk about Call Me If You Get Lost. And, yeah. uh, we have, uh, we have a couple more songs, uh, for, it's, uh, We Found Out in Tyler the Creator's <laughs> The Estate Sale. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, I remember thinking, because Tyler releases, I, I, like, I think literally ever since he started doing this, it's been one album every two years, like clockwork. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you could just feel it in the air when Tyler's about to drop something. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, man, I wonder if uh, it's, I would just like, I just want more Call Me If You Get Lost songs. And then literally the day after he drops Dogtooth and he's like, hey, we're just doing more of this. And I was like, fuck yes. Um, did you listen Dog's to Estate Sale at all? Dogtooth is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, so mostly was good. just like getting fucking, like fucking flipping out every time one of the new singles dropped because like we got Dogtooth, we got a fucking ASAP collab, like, we could just keep My doing girl look like Zazi beats in Kalis. I pull up in the what the fuck is that dog? Yeah. It's I pull up in the what the fuck is that dog has been my vocal stem this entire year. <laughs> I pull up in the what the fuck is that dog? Um, God, I need to I need to make sure I pull up in the what the fuck is that dog. I need that to line up perfectly with the first time you said it. <laughs> Thank you. That's just how it goes. It's, it's I, I, at, at times I feel like I'm the only one who appreciates the Alexis sync. Um, <laughs> you make it so easy though. It's I look, it's I it's I love music. It's and it's I it's I to to recreate uh Tyler the Creator saying, I pull up in the what the fuck is that dog? Uh with uh his exact tempo is a is a blessing in many, many ways. It's it's the Lord chose me to enact the sonic will uh heaven to me is a really good song um the heaven only knows uh it's now i just like get, now you just give me more work frankly it's yeah it's true um i do like the um i it's i don't know if i'm ready for uh tyler thinking about being a dad um, that is, yeah, okay. It's it's exciting. Like it's uh the you know if, if you don't uh if you don't know my daughter name if you don't know my daughter's name then I don't want to talk. Like uh, that's apparently just misdirection. Like Tyler does not have a kid or anything. No. <laughs> um, but um, it's like he's definitely thinking about it. Like he's that's it's he's he's on agree. top and he's thinking about where to put his love next. Yeah. Um, and that's exciting. Um, sorry, not sorry is fucking crazy as well. Uh, it's, it's a, it's, I, I, that, that's the perfect like credit sequence on like the call me if you get lost era, I think where it's like, it's, he is sorry that he's getting money and like, he's kind of a dick now, but also he's not, (laughs) he's really not like it's, he's still that same fucking punchy ass kid. Yeah, like, and I, I just remember getting the full like the fit array in the video, and just being like, "Yeah, oh, really, oh my god, it's you really don't do sorry, you really do realize like who you are now and how you change as a person, and it's, it's very important that you become like the dickhead now." But, how many? Yeah. It's like how many Tyler's have we it's met okay. in our time? Um, it, but it's so fucking awesome that uh, fuck it, like whenever the song uh gets um like really really um uh like uh like angry like we go right back to like that ace like wolf Haley uh like arrow with like the green ski baskets and it's like oh man that's so cool but uh yeah uh what was i gonna say yeah it's a uh, estate sales great um 
Tyler stands on his business. He's getting a lot of damn money. Uh, and he's thinking about being a dad. It's a, it's a good time. Uh, can I throw you one? This is kind yeah. of a layup. But, okay. I mean, this is, I think, a record that we should have found a way to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about it here and then, you know, swim back around sooner or later. There was an album by an artist called Underscores called Woolsocket. And, uh... Oh, yeah! How about that, huh? How about that? Um... Uh... April's a fucking genius. Like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Nat getting to interview uh, April, by the yeah, way. Yeah, good. And it, um, it was an incredible interview. Um, yeah, and it's it's about shit that, like, nobody else <laughs> gave a shit about with the rollout of Wall Socket. Yeah. Uh, but the... Sorry. Wall Socket, the sophomore album release from April Harper Gray, uh, also known as <laughs> Underscores, uh, dropped, like, what was it? Like, late September or something? Hey, yeah, um, right. Uh, underscores. Uh, it's April moving uh, even further away from like the like the hyperactive like Bimani, uh, like Sonic palette worship that she was into, like, and getting square in like that midwestern like Kesha snark pop. Yeah, um, there is there there are some incredible moments that I remember with this record. <laughs> Just like seeing the locals video for the first time which is yeah like just in some way without ever needing to like oversell the the weirdness of gabby and april in that environment just like is its own kind of like really a like uncomfortable combination of like fuck yeah and also i'm worried which just i i, I don't know captured that that really weird feeling perfectly the other thing that happened was she played Europe for the first time, firstly, like a small series of shows starting in London, and then did a massive tour once the album came out. Um, and at that first show in London, she debuted Old Money Bitch, which is yeah. one of the tracks of the year. The unfortunate thing about this is I try and keep one artist to one track for what per artist for my tracks of the year list. And this album has like four, three of which are on the running list, and one isn't even on the running list. It's just like out there. <laughs> But, but like, I, I heard Old Money Bitch and was just like, this is the best Britney Spears song in 20 years. Like, it's perfect. It's so good. Um, and, like, still has the, like, cheekiness and, like, bite of all the hyperpop stuff hanging in the background. Like, the techniques are not gone. But it is mm -hmm. so, like, perfectly packaged as pop music. It's, it's, it's really fucking something. Um, but, yeah, like... I don't think a, a song has made me as scared as Johnny, Johnny, Johnny all year. And I don't think there's a song that I, yeah. has made me scream as fucking loud as when I heard that play um, North of Zombie Girl Live, which is... Yeah, North of Zombie Girl. Real, real yeah. heads know. Real heads fucking real know. Real heads fucking um, know. It's we're definitely going to be doing a wall socket episode in the future. Um, yeah, we have, we have people it. lined up. We, we actually have people lined up for it. We do, we do. But... Um, I, it's, I wanted to get this point in. Um, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny having uh, being a song about um, teenage coercion and like sexual assault. Um, having an Ed Banger baseline for a song is evil. Like that is, that's incredible. I just, um, just experiencing the dissonance of like the next, in the AV show, the next song is Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. If you need to step out, please do so now. Having yes. that on the screen for 40 seconds 
seeing like a mix of discomfort and excitement in the audience and then starting the song and getting the audience to do the call and response johnny 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 whoop johnny whoop like um it, it, something deeply sick about it at the same time it's just like really fucking special like i know, I know friends who've like reacted in all sorts of different ways to this and, yeah deserves some time to discuss but like that song is magic and evil i fully agree like the the ability to turn a song about grooming into a, like an absolute fucking rager is so powerful and also really scary <laughs> really it's scary. really really scary yeah uh, yeah, it's Lost Song. It's a great album. We will have more to talk about it further down the line. I assure yeah, yeah, yeah. you, it's no on the way. About that. No question about that. But it was one of the things where, like, that really was one of the like the landmark releases of the year for me. Just like mm -hmm. a thing that we all anticipated so much, that delivered on it, and you know, gave us everything we were after, and also a hell of a lot more than we were expecting. So there you go. Hell yeah. Um, I'm going to throw one that I think me and my buddy Simon are the only ones I know for a fact have listened to. Uh, Siege Obsessed. You be obsessed. It's, um, it's, um, it's, I got, <laughs> I got recommended this record because, uh, my buddy Simon knows that I love Black Midi and they hate Black Midi. Uh-huh. Um, so it's there. It's, I was like, man, it's, I want like goofier cooler rock songs about like goblins and shit happening so wait and, wait uh, is, what's the what's the uh what's the band called oh sorry curtain wall see you i did i did find it wall. so yep. cover this watch. is the one don't worry Co yeah cover watch it's two guys <laughs> it's it's uh it's it's this is this is the uh this is the best uh album art all year um, I'm not gonna disagree. <laughs> uh, it's two guys in a in knight's garb at like a Ren fair, kneeling, and then it says curtain wall in like the like if you search hippie font on defont.com, uh, you'll get yeah. that. And it's in like it's in like 100 R zero B zero G color text. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got I got sent this because uh, my buddy Simon was like, "This is like if uh, the guys behind Homestar Runner actually just started making like dumb, goofy medieval rock." And I was like, "Oh, all right." And then I listened to it. I was like, "Yeah." Nice. Um, I, I it's I, I I do not expect you to listen to or even enjoy this one, Alexis. I just wanted to shout this one out. Uh, I, I will use as the track for this section, Ogre's Bug, because that's the, yeah. that's the, the track title that is speaking to me currently. <laughs> it's really good. Shout it's out really, to Ogre's really Bug. Good. Yeah. Shout out to um, all the ogres in your life. Like they, they need some respect. Facts, need some goblins, music. ogres, the phase. Yeah. Uh, the wizards. Mm. Yeah, it's Ogre's cool. Bog is so good. Ogre's Bog literally sounds like a Homestar Runner song. That's so fucking funny. Um, while it's uh, while I still have the floor, I just want to say uh, I want to give a quick um, what's like the opposite? What's like an evil shout? A call out? I want to give a quick call out uh -huh. to Anthony Fantano. What the fuck is your problem giving a World's End girlfriend album a one? You washed up piece of shit. I will kill you. I remember giving um, that album a listen, the the new World's End Girlfriend, and being like, uh -huh. it's not for me, but also I respect it, and moved on with my life. And I didn't make a YouTube video about it giving it a one, because I don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. You can, you can simply not do that. 
it's I, I understand like it's not co-tailing to your you know the responsibility as a YouTuber. Do you understand how much harder it's going to be to talk about World's End Girlfriend with people now? Because it's, it's I, I'm either going to get people that's like I I didn't listen to that because Fantano gave it a one or yeah I I gave that a ten because Fantano gave it like you poisoned the well I'm going to destroy you. Awful for discourse. It's just like we don't do not the world has yes. surpassed its need for Anthony Fantano. And what it hasn't surpassed any for us hot singles though. So don't It's true. Uh, yeah, so please please listen to us. Please listen to us. Please listen to us. Do not listen. Please, 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 uh, please, please. Well, please, baby. X, please stay on the X, line. Please stay on the line, baby. D- uh donate one dollar to export.io for early episodes. Um, yeah. <laughs> um uh, what can I ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um so one of the many tragedies, I guess, question mark this year, uh, PC music is winding up. PC music yeah. is no longer going to be a, a publishing label anymore. New releases, um, and they're just going to be doing their own archival thing. management. Maybe still parties, who knows? But but at the end of the year, they put on a wonderful show, which I've mentioned in various forms on the podcast, um, at a very fucked up venue in London, and. As part of this, we had a surprisingly high listing in the um, in the set lists for a group called Thy Slaughter. Um, yeah, Thy Slaughter. So Thy Slaughter Yay. is AG Cook and Easy Fun together. Um, and somehow, in the years since they were like literally making pop tracks for the like PC Music Volume One stuff, have just turned themselves into a rock band, quote unquote. Like it was the moment for AG Cook to like be a bassist and Easy Fun to be a guitarist and they had a live drummer and like a rotating cast of vocalists. Um, The album's really fucking good. Like I don't think every single song is like a 10 out of 10 pop track. It's like, you know, it varies between 10 and, you know, seven and a half, eight, and that's fine. But it's a really good album, which is deeply unusual for this like little lane. And also it's got uh, Lost Everything on it, which is one of the most I don't know, mind-bending, straightforward. It's a pop, it's very straightforward pop track, but it's also one of the most mind-bending experiences because it's effectively new Sophie in 2023. And that's not a thing we get very often. Um, it's the, the the sensation of hearing Sophie Tumbridge and very specifically Sophie attacks and releases on synths, which is something immensely specific to her and her sound design. Hearing that new, with a new song, like new gloss and a whole like process of getting it out into the world was just like something I was not prepared for and absolutely fucking blew me away. So yeah, Lost Everything is very high on my tracks of the year. And um, the album is worth checking out if you are after a very good pop album. I will, I will put it that way. Yeah. No, that shit is bananas. <sighs> that shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, can I, uh, can I go while we're talking about, um, uh, bringing back, uh, like it's while we're it's still in the 2013 era, Bo N released a oh, yeah. sequel to Pale Machine. Um, one of the which, like formative, formative cultural and aesthetic moments for like a little corner of the internet, frankly. It's true. Uh, I mean, it's like, uh, my time is 
one of the is I think if you had to do like a, a track by tracks of the decade, my time is definitely up there, especially since Omori finally yeah. released. Good, um, but you know I gave Omori like too much money in that Kickstarter and got a T-shirt <laughs> out of it. And eventually I got the game and I still haven't played it because just like there is too much. That that, that game is like overburdened, burdened, like so completely at this point. Like I will maybe one day play Omori the video I, game. I but until it, then okay. I'm just swimming in its world. Like what's the point of playing the game if I'm like already fucking inside it? Uh, It's yeah. okay. Here's here here is my review of Omori. If you want, uh, uh -huh. it's, I, I, it's I paid absolutely zero attention to anything Omo Cat did. Uh, it's in 2016. I heard it's like, oh, they're probably it's I you know the the Omo Cat uh, shirt post that's like I'm so fucked up and it's like a Toho character. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh well, okay. And then uh, my uh, my friend Mia, who's insane, uh, gifted me Omori and was like, I want to watch you play this. Uh, because she's insane. Uh, and then I Shout played it, and friends. then I liked it, and then I... But it's, like, gen genuinely not enough to comment on, on it or anything. Uh, it's... Omori was a video game that I played. Uh-huh. Um, and then I was like, well, didn't Bowen... Didn't Bowen write my time for this? And she was like, oh, you got the actual good ending. It plays during the bad ending. So I didn't no. even get to listen to the fucking Bo N song. So what the hell? No, no. Um, but um, Pale Machine Two, I do get to listen to Bo N songs. So Pale Machine Two is better than Omori. Run and tell your friends. Yeah. Because I get to listen to Bo N songs. Uh, the there's a it's 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 the same track list, same skeletal structure of each song from Pale Machine. Uh, but it's a Bo will bring somebody in. Uh, to help totally remix it. Uh, in an uncredited, in a rare uncredited uh, role, uh, I'm gonna part the curtain a little bit here. Uh, Prelude, the first track, uh, the piano work is by Toby Fox. Oh shit! Yeah, our sweet Toby. Um, yeah, it's uh, if you like Pale Machine, uh, listen to Pale Machine too, because it is more of Pale Machine. It's awesome. Sometimes that's what you need in life. It's true. Uh, also, uh, album art is really, really good. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's if it makes me feel like I'm on the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's just like pleasantly stuffed. Just mm -hmm. again, different. It clearly like moved aesthetically on since original Pedal Machine. It's like mm -hmm. less obsessively weeby, slightly less obsessively pastel, but it's like got the same like excitement to it. Mm -hmm. um, if I can piggyback off that and just say like, our time had. Pastasta on it, right? Yeah. Um, Pastasta's uh, album this year, Good Pop, is some good pop. Um, it's got some of the most just like straight up fun, like EDM -y pop music that I've heard all year. Like, there are so many tracks that have just like wedged themselves in my brain and like little hooks or moments from them are just like staying there. And it's like very unashamedly cutesy and like effervescently bright all the time. But if you are after that kind of pop music, it is there for you, and it's so good as a, just like a, an intensely, you know, bubbly twenty minutes that you are not going to regret. Um, big shout out to Good Pop by Pastasta. Mm -hmm. Shout out very, to River. That that is a track of the River. Oh, Rose. sorry, it's I just realized I have to do Homie Corner. Um, oh, Homie Corner, do it, do it, do it. I uh, it's I did uh, I did sleeves for three of my friends this year. Um, the inimitable Lord Genmu uh, with sigils 
uh, it's, uh, Mark wanted, uh, like, iconography for each track. Uh, sorry, Lord Genmu, uh, uh, bay, uh, like, bass, rhythm artist, uh, uses a lot of video game samples, um, cosigns from, like, G. Jones and, uh, and Associated Crew, uh, run Sunflower Sound, uh, my favorite client. I'm sorry. It's I'm gonna. I gotta. I gotta put everybody <laughs> else on blast. Uh, Mark is my favorite client because Mark will be like, "It's I need something with like a crazy dope Kingdom Hearts type vibe," and I'll be like, "I know exactly what you mean." And uh -huh. then we do that. I'm so sorry. And it's perfect. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, no, it's I do love all my clients, but it's like working with Mark. It's just because we're on the same like we yeah, wavelength. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh. Uh, that it's sigils is uh, uh, one of my favorite covers this year uh, VHS midnight style uh, Kaiman uh, It's I did the cover for that one Ky uh, VHS midnight style is uh, Vapor artist, but it's like not like slowed down stuff like lots of like break uh, lots of like drum breaks and stuff um, I think genuinely it's it just might be easier to call them like like just an electronic artist, because it's they do they do so many different stuff uh, in their stuff, and it's they were like, okay, I need some like crazy dope like Killer Seven skull shit, and they gave me this Grim Reaper that they drew. Um, I'm not posting that Grim Reaper, but I am gonna post the Grim Reaper that I drew, because I'm Hell yeah. very very proud of the illustration job on this one. Awesome. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I drew this hoe, and Hell. I, I was very, very proud of this. I was so happy. Um, it's a fucking sick album cover, too. Like, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh VHS did the, uh, the Obi strip on it, and I think it's a total, <laughs> it's so in conversation, it's fucking awesome. If you like dope Killer 7 samples and shit, go listen to that. And then, uh, it's, I did a, uh, I did a sleeve for my buddy Elium. Uh, for where could we go? And Alexis, I'm gonna link this to you because it's a lower key release. Um, and it's I got to do just some. Uh, it's like just two songs, or sorry, th uh, three songs. Sorry, Liam. Uh, where it's just like uh, just guitar playing guitar and just running that shit. Um, release kicks ass. It's so cool. Um, I felt really. Uh, it's I felt very. Uh, it's, it was, like, very, like, uh, cusp the bends, okay, computer, so I went on my Stanley Donwood, uh, collaging uh -huh. stuff. Hell yeah. Um, Ilium gave me, like, f like, 30 or 40 pictures, and it's, I was really captivated by this pizza, so <laughs> then, uh, I made the pizza the center point. Yeah, you, I was really, uh, I'm that? not, I'm not even gonna go, do I even broach it, just, like, what chance do you think, like, they are... She's not gonna fucking use the pizza. She's not gonna fucking. Oh, use no, Ely was definitely like Boo's gonna use this pizza. I know Boo. Damn. All right. And fine. They were right. Uh, oh. Yeah. Shout out to Elium. Go, go buy that. It's a good release. Uh, yeah. Go buy everything that I worked on. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do I have here? Uh oh. Uh, okay. I have three more albums to talk about on this list, mm. and then we can uh, we can move on. Um, uh, and if I could remember them, that would be fantastic. <laughs> right. Uh, it's, I've had a, Alexis, I must confess something to you. I've had Please. a mission. A mission? 
to bring King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard onto a recorded episode of Hot Singles. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I have two options here. It's... Because King Gizzard released two albums this year. Big shocker. Um, uh, it's my favorite one they did this year is, and I'm just going to read this title out. <clears throat> Please do. Petro Dragonic Apocalypse or Dawn of Eternal Night, an annihilation of planet Earth and the beginning of merciless damnation. To be clear, that is a, uh, that is an album title with a semicolon, a comma, and a colon. Yeah, it's we're we're getting to Eve Tumor later, but uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, I think it's Giz fans just call this like Petro Drago or Petro Drago, yeah. a Petro Dragonic or whatever. Um, yeah. This is uh, this is King Gizzard at their most like Motorhead heaviest, like nastiest fucking like metal worship. It's god level record. Um, yeah. Uh, it's t it's there's sort of like an associated like creation myth with all of uh, King Gizzard stuff. Like apparently all of King most of King Gizzard's albums are around a series of like rotating characters and stuff. And this is apparently the creation of it. Uh, the Gila Gia monster literally talks about uh, like the lizard wizard in King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yeah. Um, which is not it's we didn't need to that curtain but it was fucking awesome that they did uh yeah it's go fucking go run King Giz uh, it's uh to to all my Giz heads listening to hot singles I am bringing Nonagon Infinity someday I will do it I will right. force Alexis to listen to it cool then alright uh Infinity when, what year is that from that was 2016 it won the Mercury Award for Best Metal Album which everybody oh, did shit. not like it, it, weird um, intellect yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. What was Good I gonna to say? What else do I got here? You've got more. Can I, should I go back to back and fill it, fill in your gaps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I there are like I've got a top five here that I'm staring at on my Elms of the Year list, and Ooh, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this list is gonna like go out on the internet, and like people will look at it, and I'm sure you'll appreciate my incredible taste in music. But there's some stuff here that I think is like a very direct assault on you, Boo. And I think I just want to just like hit you with this one because I, I don't know if it's going to like, maybe you know about it, maybe you don't. Um, this is an album that is currently sitting, I haven't decided whether it's going to be like three or four on my final list. I found out about it, uh, today is uh, Saturday. I found out about it today, as in at about 2 a.m. today. Okay. Um, it was released in August and I've literally just bought it. And it's called Automatic Group Remixings Archive 2012 to 2016 by Theo Now I'll link Ooh. it. Um, I'm just going to read the first track title and you will see exactly why this is so fucking laser targeted at me specifically and might also uh, oh, do a man. number on a local podcast. Oh, man. Yeah. Roger Sanchez, Another Chance, divided into quarter beats and reordered so that each piece is followed by the piece most similar to it from those remaining, brackets 2013. Every single piece here is a piece of like Eurodance or trance, um, chopped up in some way and reassembled algorithmically and like thoroughly algorithmically with no like curation to the process other than like picking an interesting process. Like some of these are about pitch sequencing, like trying to get a, an, a, like a single number index of the pitch of the sample and indexing the whole track, which the fucking entire 10 minutes of the Castles in the Sky version is. 
Um, some of it is uh, like only every, what is it, 38? Uh, clip, uh, sorry, 52 beats of Castles in the Sky getting played. Um, yeah. Uh, the, Theo Burt, you can't, you can't uh, list the full name of Eric Pride's Call of Me versus name artist Funk Mix. No. Uh, yeah. you, you can't be talking like that, Theo Burt. You can't be talking uh -huh. like that, Eric Pride's, or you can't be talking like that, that name of the artist that that is. But no. no. I will say, like, the I'm listening to this one. Yeah, the very last track is just Prada slash Entrance three-phase mix, which I think is just going to be, like, a truly beautiful ambient trance experience for you to just luxuriate and enjoy for all 12 minutes of it. Like, I think that is just a perfect, like, you know, edit Hell in yeah. its own terms. I'm seeing, um, uh, I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing, uh, like, fr I'm seeing something from the mid-era of Ministry of Sounds here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, just Ministry absolute, absolute commitment. Yeah, absolute commitment to just, like, taking you know we've we literally in the Evian Christ episode talked about the sort of like dividing point the TSification of trance after which point it gets really muscly and really like like becomes less three-dimensional and we are very much looking at tracks that straddle that divide like Castles in the Skies very much feels like an old old trance track but a lot of the stuff here is like newer than that and this is very much just like indulgently finding the textural brilliance of really really terrible to deal with like late like prog trance you know prog housey trancey ministry of sound fodder in in the most brutal and algorithmically like d like disinterested way possible it is so special and sounds exactly like it says and i think people need to listen to this because there are there are a few i've talked about before um zero kilohertz formerly known as bean boy um did a 909 worldwide set that absolutely blew my mind. <laughs> you and this damn mix. I every single time I think about it, because all it is is just like infinitesimal samples, just like slowly shifting through entire tracks, and then occasionally mm -hmm. like getting modulated. But like that punishing and texture fuzz attitude to really ecstatic music. In that case, it was like a lot of pop stuff. In this case, it's a lot of trance. Like it's it gives me the very 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 similar feelings. Just something truly ecstatic and truly like understanding all the textural wonderfulness of very very shiny glossy music and I care about it immensely. yeah there you go that's the about yeah that's fucking awesome hell yeah hell yeah I'm Sh definitely digging into that shit later yeah sh shout out to Pete for sending it over thank you very much Pete thanks Pete uh hey Alexos hey Andre 3000 dropped an album this year he did do that yeah and it's a really good album it's a pretty good album, yeah. <laughs> uh, New Blue Sun, New Blue Sun is uh, it's okay. Here's here's the thing. What's we got? Unfortunately, we have to talk about everything surrounding an Andre 3000 album. Yeah. But I think the the best way I am going to pitch it is from um, God's very own Kenny Beats, who said uh, it it's it's really funny. To, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's really funny to think about um, a bunch of Opium Records fans deciding Andre 3000 is their goat because Frank Ocean had him on an album. So now they're all just like sitting in their single studio apartments, where like in their hardest fits, listening to him go fucking crazy on flutes or whatever, and be like, "Damn, this shit is uh, crazy." Ah, uh, um, this is this is uh, it's Andre. Andre's really good at improving on the flute he is 
Like it's I I I I it's I I just love to hear the man talk. He is one of like the richest timbers in uh in rap music. So it's I I always just try to find interviews, and I was so excited that he did one with Questlove. And Questlove's like, oh, so do you know? It, so Questlove was like, do you actually know how to like read music or whatever? And uh, Andre's like. No, 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 no. It's it's you're you're hearing me in real time figure out like what to actually play there. Like I know I know if my fingers go on one hole, it'll make a sound that sounds nice uh next to that one. But that's all I know. I was hmm. like he's just he made like he he gave the whole game away where of like ambient records just being like noodling around. Yeah, like the the full on like jazz impressionist thing of like there are no wrong notes there is only like the confidence to make the wrong notes make sense again like mm -hmm. just the, the 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 ability to genuinely love your instrument enough to like figure out your way around it mistakes and all it's just beautiful uh also best uh best song titles this year oh easy um, easy it's that night in Hawaii when I turned into a panther and started making these low register purring tones that I couldn't control. Shit was wild. Uh, ants to you, gods to uh, dreams. Sorry, once sorry. Buried, that night in sorry, that night in Hawaii, really familiar to all of our friends, all of our actual friends. Yeah, like this is a, this is you know you know. It's that that happened. It's I I looked it up and he's like, yeah, I like ate a ball of hashish and then I freaked out and started turning into a panther. <laughs> I was like, yes, man, that's sick. Um, uh, it's it's one of the most Andre three thousand things I've ever heard is the track title Gandhi, Dalai Lama, your Lord and Savior JC, Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, and John Wayne Gacy. It's incredible thoughts as track title but that's one of um, my favorite songs on there like it's so oh, it it's is. so it's so good it feels this this feels like a canonical ambient release from like 20 years ago or something 100 percent. like this should have been outside of art that gets rediscovered 10 years late and like no it uh -huh. just landed to us and got immensely popular immediately no it's, th it's this is not a, yeah. this is not a speeding bullet this is not speeding bullet to heaven this is just like a really really good ambient album like he did yeah. it like he actually did it and like on a, in a straightforward sense, like it's new age. It's a sincere, like new age sound world album, and like no one fucking does that shit sincerely anymore. And it's so good that people are willing to do that. I mean, Andre specifically is willing to do that. Like mm -hmm. we need that. We absolutely need that. Um, I will say, my my dear good, good girlfriend Marcy is being mean to me on the internet right now. So hey, Marcy. What um, the fuck? Hang on. What's going on? Hmm. <laughs> What Meaning. is Marcy doing? It's in it's in it's in the chat. It's in the hot singles chat. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. She's asking, she's asking accusatory questions, which I refuse to answer. Um, yeah, slander. On. Yeah, just it's, I don't know. Bouncing off the the fucking ambient chat, there are so many like incredible ambient albums that are just filling out very high spots on my list. Like, mm -hmm. so many. Like, I'll, the, the the highest one is the Seven of Three project, which is. Fucking gorgeous. Um, I was lucky enough to see 703 Live. I, sorry, I need to do the full album, the, the full um, artist name because it's important for people to like be able to search this even though it's very hard to search. The album is called Neo7 and the artist name is 7038634357. Um, yeah. 703 is a fucking incredible artist. I saw, saw them mm -hmm. play live with drum loop supporting in London a couple um 
couple months ago. It was a beautiful, really special show. Um, just incredibly simple ambient forms getting punctuated by voices in so many different ways. In the drum loops, have actually there's just some like incredibly beautiful breaks into voice notes and like sound collage. In the 703 mm. set, just like auto-tune or vocoding and just like incredibly beautiful stability. And yeah, I think the the 703 project itself is for fans of, I don't know, this it's really hard to say, but I think there was a specific lane of people who listened at some point to both like Tim Hecker and drone music and also to like Dead Mouse. Just something that has like... <laughs> An intense appreciation of like open and progressive sound des like design and formats, like like stacked fifths and fourths, really really like clean sound worlds, but also the the like really gripping sensation of like fucking wild timbre and texture and ambient music, and like it straddles that so beautifully, just like an incredibly like present and mm, yeah, like it just like. I don't know, almost, almost dream poppy. Like the, there is something deeply present and poppy about the, the, the harmonic sensibility. And that's married to this like beautiful wide open and uh, j j like an incredible, ah, too many complex words to try and hold together. <laughs> Using too many up on your word a day calendar. You gotta bring it down take dead mouse's harmony and put it on like somewhere between like fennet's and tim hecker's like sound design scheme and you've basically got what makes this such a weird and compelling record for people who like <laughs> straddle the music taste of both of those poles it's it's so special um it's yeah there's a, that's one i wanted to shout out um there are a couple yeah. of just like drone records too that I really wanted to shout. Alan Arkbro's Sounds While Waiting and Philip Solman and Conrad Spengler's Modular Organ System, which mm -hmm. are just like, sometimes you want to listen to the same note for 20 minutes. And that's these are a the really best, good point. These are the best versions of the same note for 20 minutes that I heard all year. Um, and that's really important. Um, there is one more, which is I, a record that I find very hard to like keep over some of the more spectacular albums of the year but i think is being underrated for just how like beautifully crafted it is which is laurel halo's atlas which is easily my favorite of her her long form projects and mm -hmm. is the kind of like warm blanket album that i've been going back to so so frequently i love it so much um this year well, for me at least was a really really good year for ambient and like experimental electronic stuff like really really good oh, yeah year. um hell yeah what was ah oh, shit I just had it. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I, this was the last one on my list. Uh, sorry, Eve Toomer. It's, it was a good album. I don't have anything <laughs> good to say. Uh, it's yeah. or, like, relevant. I, I mean, I've got a uh, thing to say, which is... Oh, sure. I saw, What's up? I saw Yichima live, and it was probably the most confusing gig I saw all year. <laughs> okay. Um, it started off with um, an American pre-recorded voice saying, and I can't remember the exact phrasing, but like... Um, at the request of the artist, please do not use any flash photography during this show. Um, huh, like, okay. you'll get hunted by ravenous monsters if you use flash photography. That said, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the show. No flash photography. That happened every 40 seconds for the good 40 minute wait we had between the support act and 
Ichi that's real. Th I'm sorry. That's fucking awesome. You had the fucking Disney pre-queue. It's so. Or, yeah. It's, did anything there? It's like it's. Does somebody in there in the band have like? Like I don't a, know a visual condition or something like but the, I mean the, speaking of the visual conditions during the set the main reason the set was so confusing was as the band started playing within about 30 seconds of the first track um the house lights came up uh and they stayed up to the confusion of the entire audience at which point like Eve themselves like starts like having banter between songs about whether to keep the lights up or down. Their banter was like fucking all over the place, but in a fun way, mostly. Um, huh. Up until up until like they were like like oh the reason you're you're not like getting into it right now is because the, the lights are up. Uh, turn that shit off. Turn that shit off. And then like two tracks later, being like now nah, bring the lights back. Bring the lights back. So like half the set, this like really what? really intense set, was just like with like completely like white, like building like access lights just on um which was what? one of the, the strangest experiences i've ever had in a gig like a performer not just like wanting stage uh sorry um you know uh wanting the general lights on but like deciding that this was an important artistic component of the set in real time like I, I do not even know how to describe it. It was funny. It was great. The the music was wonderful, exactly as I would have hoped. Um, it's, the new album's uh, really good, if not quite as special as the older stuff. Like, I, I had a really fun time, but I also walked out of that like slightly dizzy. It was a very confusing time. Yeah, that's crazy. The Eve Tumor show I went to, they were just they were almost just basically having like gay sex and total pitch dark on stage. Yeah, I mean the gay sex uh, was going to happen regardless. It's just this was that's in so much cr better. Wow, that's much better that's kind of nuts. I feel like I, it's. I feel like a lot of uh, uh, praise the Lord is the short name that yeah. I'm giving this Eve Tumor record because I'm not saying the full one out. <laughs> it's. I feel like it's. It's. It. I feel like it was really unprepared. Like I remember the billboard advertising it had like a typo where it was like, "Oh yeah, praise yeah, the yeah. Lord who chews but which does not consnoo." It's like, <laughs> oh, what's going on over there? That yeah. Alexis, it's it, what you've said is uh, now incredibly alarming. I can't lie to you. No, no, no. There is a pervasive sense of chaos around Eve as an artist and also like the rollout and everything. But at the same time, like there's something undeniable about the music. Um, again, still think the previous two records are like more, more exciting, more complete. But like this isn't a bad record by any means. I mean, if we get more no, Yoshima, then that's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's true. Uh, okay, so the one the one album which I wanted to um, make uh, all my hot saying it's I, I say go check this out as a way to bookend like every single discussion of every album I've ever had on this uh -huh. uh, on this illustrious program. Mm -hmm. But um, I want you to listen to this album first before we eventually talk about it in a full episode. This is the last album on my list. Uh huh. Uh, it is um. <laughs> now I'm looking at this uh I'm looking at this uh album name here and I'm sort of uh, I'm sort of caught in a difficult position. Mhm. Uh I'm going to say is it because you're a white woman? It's it's it might it might be because if you uh use a color picker in Photoshop on my skin you're getting <laughs> FFFFFF uh from the hex code. Yeah. Um HNPM. 
from Jim yeah. Legacy is, and that's a Legacy oh. with an X. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm slapping everything in my vicinity. Um, <laughs> you're slapping the walls. You're slapping the um, keyboard. You're slapping atoms. I have um, to do movements when I think about this album. This is my album of the year as well. Uh, this is, yes. This is, uh, oh, uh, I don't. Maybe we shouldn't just like go full bore on this right now because I do think we will end no. up talking about it sooner rather than we later. will. It's so. It's here's what I'm going to let you guys know. This album is literally like 18 minutes. Um, go listen to it. Let it live in your heart. And then, I don't know, in February, whatever, when we get around to it, we will we will have at least an hour on this. I can't lie yeah. to you. No, it's, it'll be so easy. But yeah, um, HMPM is my album of the year. Old Place, one of the singles off it, is my track of the year. It's not even very hard to think about. Like, it's just right. It's just correct. Um, this this album hits me personally in, for, like, London reasons in a very particular way. Just, like, fucking drills into my stomach in a way that I can't really describe. The sound world, the, the, the aesthetic markers, the, you know, the closeness and also just the, the, the artistic brilliance around the, the whole thing. It's just, it's perfect. It's perfect. And you should go listen to it and we'll talk about it more. Yep. Um, um, do I have anything that's, else to add? Yeah, I don't really have anything else uh, on my list there. Um, I have so one like, sentence. Uh, the new Bickle album, really good. Ooh, Bickle. Uh, it's a guy who did uh, Naked on TikTok. Like, ah. Oh. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, that, that blew up huge on TikTok. And then uh, Bickle waited like... Jesus, like uh, three years to release a full, <laughs> a full record after record. that, and it's it's like this remarkable like post-viral reduction. I know that's not what the actual record is about, but mm. it's really really stripped down, really really nice. Vocals recorded on iPhone. Uh, really, it's if you like when songs get like really poppy uh, and like clever with strings, uh, this mm. is the this is the record for you. Uh, yeah. There's. At least there's strings on there's string sections on at least uh, on on at least every song <laughs> in this and uh, it's they're all they're all perfect they're all awesome yeah nice that's my um, uh, that's my review I'm trying to think I've got a couple of like tracks that I want to like shout individually there's maybe like there there is only there is an album two albums in my top ten that I haven't talked about Kalela's Raven uh -huh. which is just straight up. It's a Kalela record. She's really fucking good at what she does. I don't need to talk about yeah. it too much because just go out and listen to it. It'll be self-evident why it's a cool record. Like, I don't need to think about that too hard. Yes. The one that I want to sell people on, again, which is a record I don't want to dwell too long because I think I will bring it onto a hot single soon enough, is oh, yeah. Dog Dreams by Lucy Liu, um, who is a Ooh. pianist, vocalist, and composer, I think now in the Bay Area. Um like again managed to see her play live in london a little while ago yeah 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 an incredible blend of a, like incredibly mic microscopic and detailed sound collage and electronic stuff with I was, uh, sorry i'm looking at this page now uh one of the merch offerings is interactive dream game free download link below Whoa. uh it's, it looks me. like you can play it looks like you could play dog dreams as a video game what what the the, the merch. 
What the fuck? What the fuck? Okay, 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 okay. Uh, I'm gonna have a, a moment about this and do oh, yeah. that later. Um, yeah, Dog Dreams is a three track album where each of the tracks is uh, clocking in at around or over 10 minutes long. Just exploring three very extended, very emotionally rich ideas in a huge amount of detail with like as much going into like really romantic and virtuosic piano playing and really like indulgent um, harmony as into the sound collage and this very like brittle and like stark atmospheres, but also just like fucking R&B vocals, which are deeply touching and deeply affecting. And I love this record so, so much. And it did make me cry quite a lot this year. Um, I, this is a record that I know, well, I think I know who I want to talk about it with and I think I know when it'll be back on, but it's fucking great and I want people to listen to it. Um, and then, yeah, like the tracks of the year, uh, I, I, I missed that one. Um, a record that just came out pretty recently and that sort of like blew everyone in our musical circles minds a little bit is DJ E by Chikimamani Kondori, which is the current yeah! working, working oh name of an artist formerly known as Alicia Crampton. And um, Alicia Crampton's sibling, yeah, I believe yeah. as well. I think it's like a group project. Yeah, so they, yeah, group, like a group collaboration in the, at least the artistic part of it. Um, but yeah, like, absolutely uh, wild fusion of like it, like metallic modernist uh, and industrial sound design and dance music stuff with like cumbia like central american mm-hmm. like local and folk dance music forms. can can i make can i make an editing request here absolutely uh it's uh while we're talking just like start to fade out our voices as breathing the opener just gets louder and louder <laughs> Um, yeah, I can do that. It's I. It's I, I listened to breathing, and I, I genuinely just immediately started crying, like full tears. Like it's it was the. It's, uh, it's, it's got, it's, uh, this isn't, this is an unmastered album, is what, uh, they said when I was, like, doing research on this one. Oh, yeah, 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 100%. And it's, this is, this is clipping all over the place, and it's aesthetically so important that it clips all over the place. Yes, it's just, it's just a wall of emotion and power, and it, yeah. I, I, when the saxophones come in, I just, like, immediate, like, gross sobbing, it was beautiful. Oh! They just came in on my uh, listening of it. Oh man! Yeah, for me, tr- the track is "Return." Return is like such a, a violent and beautiful thing that feels very much to me like the, the emotional cornerstone of the record. I love it so much. It's um, so good. Yeah, this is oh, a record man. that I think rightly is going to get a lot of buzz from the sort of artsy fartsy critics that we care about, um, mm-hmm. and justifiably so. Um. And then I have one just completely random one, which is friend of the podcast, Ode, sent me a, a band also in Texas where they are, um, who put out a sort of like 
kind of slightly country-tinged, very beautiful emo album very recently. The band is called Darling Farm. And there was a track on there that did one of the things that sometimes just happens when you when you get really into it, where like you hear a track for the first time and you register it. And then as soon as you get back to it, you realize like, oh no, this is the only thing I'd be listening about, listening to for the next like a hundred hours. Like the next four days of my <laughs> life are going to be consumed. And this happened to me last week. Like there is a track on here called Some Things Will Confuse Me Forever, which is like jumped in the last week or so from never having heard it before to like the second most listened to track of the year for me behind Jim Legacy, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's basically perfect. I did. I, there was a this, uh, this song shaped hole in my heart um that needed to be filled in and it was and now i'm very happy that oh they told me about the band because this the song is this song is fucking incredible Sometimes you need a very straightforward, like, beautiful, recklessly sad emo song to just, like, push you through things. Is this true? Yeah. I, I love this song okay. so much. God, I love this song. Uh, yeah, good. Um, and with that, like, I've covered all the big shit. Like, that's what's on my list. That's what's on my list. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I have one more. Oh, go for it. Uh, headache. That vegan project. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I. I don't have any larger thoughts. Gorgeous, devastating album. Go listen to that. I didn't put that on my album of the year because I forgot about it, which is bad. <laughs> but uh, it's just to give it a bit more of a really, description. Really this is like a mix of like hustle dance music and spoken word stuff that like you describe it better than I can because you've listened to it much more. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's it's the it's it it seems like it's it's an experiment in as being as honest and as like open with like your like most like shallow and like uh like silly feelings and also like paired next to like gibberish sentences. Yeah. Um, while also like it's as being like as honest and random as possible while also trying to completely obfuscate um, your expert like it's uh, like what is actually happening in the song this does not sound like any vegan release ever um, uh, and it's like the lyrics are written by uh, Francis Hornsby Clark uh, and they're they're performed by AI but like it's it's the the production on this is so antithetical to what I think you'd expect from an average vegan release. Like there's there's not a lot of like bloops. It's 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 a lot of breaks. Like it's just a bunch of breaks. It's so good. Um, yeah. Uh, the the one I thought about a lot was uh, I shouldn't be responsible for what I say. Someone else should be responsible for what I say. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh god, so true. Oh my god, that's so true. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, good album. That shit's awesome. Hell yeah, 
Hell yeah. That that genuinely is now all I have. That's all I got. Yeah. I think if there's a sort of summation, um, like we took, I think one of the favorite things I did this year with you, Boo, was the Rishi Sakamoto deep dive. Yeah. And, and 12 came out this year as an album. Like we put it in at the very end of that playlist. And it's not an album that I find very easy to listen to, but like it's there. It's it, like, it's never going to rank particularly drastically high on like some critical list, but just like in terms of emotional payload and like a summation of like all the cool stuff that we did this year together and all the cool music feelings that we had. Mm -hmm. uh, that's there. Um, we just had a fun fucking time talking about a bunch of music. A lot of we did. Out there. We really did. I don't have a least favorite uh, nomination this year. I just. I, I could. I honestly couldn't think of stuff that I bounced stuff like it was just. Good. Uh, I do, I do think. I do think our dumbest episode was the one we brought Jakey up on for, and then we both fucking listened <laughs> to the wrong albums. The both of us. <laughs> it's. I. I remember. It's. I remember. Like it's uh, finding out that it's like I listened to the wrong thing, and it's like I am a wretch. I am a disgrace. Uh -huh. I'm a little. I'm a little uh -huh. sad hole in the ground that people pour goodwill and food into, and I turn it all of it into shit. Is what I do. I'm a fucker. And then I found out you did not listen to Raising Hell, and I was like, oh, I well now, now we're now it's now we're like just zagged off the highway. The both of us. We're in the fucking hole together. Yeah. It's. I felt very bad for Jakey. Uh, because Jakey brought Velvet Rope, and that was one of my favorite discussions this year. It's just such uh, an incredible, rich album that, like, basically did a whole album, a uh, whole pod about that. Yeah, it it really gave it. It kind of gave our game away. Where um, it's like you're here to listen to us talk about the Velvet Rope. So it's, yeah, one hundred percent. In practice, it was so funny that it's like we couldn't even like connect on the. Uh, <laughs> anything else like, anything else oh, just fucking well, i was just so, i was just so excited um, to talk about the velvet rope it's like it's so many notes everything everything else is secondary like if you nail the it's important true. thing then you know why, why does anything else matter, why does anything <laughs> else matter? that's uh i it's technically i guess that's my least favorite my least favorite episode in terms of like clear info uh, information uh, success cohered. in executing it yeah yeah in terms of execution <laughs> Um, did we do our Pharrell episode this year as well? We did do the Pharrell episode at the start of the year, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, we got more like those, uh, sitting on the, sitting in the Google Doc somewhere. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this is a good year of hot singles. I'm happy an, we, uh, another really fun, excellent year of hot singles. I'm very, very mm -hmm. happy. Uh, um. what, uh... Is th do we have any uh, like further music discussion we want to hit uh, on this one? Like just like any like genial or like it's like generic questions that we had. Like, what what do we want to see from music next this year? Or like, what's your most anticipated release or whatever? Yeah, good. So I mean, like I brought on the AI album last week. Like, mm -hmm. I we, we did I did that because like there was something important to me about like not being too afraid to broach the scary big thing that's gonna fucking ruin the industry very shortly like mm -hmm. i'm braced for some bad shit like wrecking all the things we love in uh, in horrible ways sooner or later i don't mm -hmm. think i'm very excited about like the intersection of art and technology as crowd like making new space for technological innovation like that's not the shit that excites me because the shit that's routinely excited me this year is like way more culturally specific and way more local and way more about like the relationships it's built with other people and like mm -hmm. 
maybe AI shit is like gonna sit comfortably next to that, but I doubt it. Like fundamentally, I think I'm just going to enjoy the same things that I enjoyed before, which is like the the the, the being able to build a relationship with people where music is a massive part of that, and that's about mm -hmm. it. Uh, here it's honest. My it's it's I I I love I love the ribbon you put on that. It's mm -hmm. I'm gonna tear that off and keep talking about AI in music. <laughs> do it, um, do it too. Where it's I it's. I it's uh, I am excited for AR to reveal itself to uh, music at large because it's I will finally one hundred percent for sure be able to say who is a hack and who isn't. <laughs> um, not 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 because like the specific usage of AI makes you a hack, and I feel I feel like that's that's where a lot of people hop off, which I don't think is true. I you know people have been using like Reploid and stuff for like years. Um, I, it's, I think it's, I would describe myself as an AI centrist, I think, <laughs> where it's, I'm, I'm more, it's, I'm more interested in its use as a tool for individual. I hate it. I hate it as a corporate function. I think it's a totally, when it's not like a buzzword hiding behind like a predictive text output or like other like general systems that are like, like Pandora's like for you playlist or whatever. Um, it's a, it is a completely off the mark shambling wretch of an idea. Yeah. Um, when individual artists decide to use it in conversation with their works, that is where I think it's interesting. Cause if, if I find out somebody just made like an AI album then I'm like, okay, well, I don't know if that's novel enough to consider a release, but like with the Lee Gamble one, like that was incredible. That was a really, really good one. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you've seen, like, of all people, we've already mentioned Nandi, I've just been tweeting about it all year, like, mm -hmm. it, fundamentally, like, to judge it, you need a couple of things, and one of which is, like, an understanding of the technical apparatus it's putting to work, and, like, yes, it's some artists clearly are using it as, like, a production process element, but a black box, and then, mm -hmm. like, that, that just means that you, like, offload a lot of the technical process and decision making to something else, which is not very interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the second bit is like how it fits into the labor process. Like, how does it like take work from others and congeal it into something that you can sell for yourself as your own product? Mm -hmm. I don't. Okay, it's to be clear. I I do not just want like yeah. AI generated music. I don't want because that that is boring. That's <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. that's what I what I want is AI being used as a tool in conversation with human curation and labor. Yeah, yeah, and like um, that that means it needs a, like a, a considered attitude towards the things that potentially make it really fucking odious, but you could like mm -hmm. deliberately organize in different ways. And that I think is, uh, all my favorite artists are hopefully doing it in responsible and interesting ways, but um, mm -hmm. it's gonna be a it's, presence no matter what we do. Here's here here's something I will say. It's the, the next Buchanan album sonically will include some AI elements in some way. <laughs> uh, it's what it's something I've been playing or something I was playing around with last year was just like running um, like midis of like Zelda songs and running them through like uh, open AI's like MIDI jukebox. I'm definitely not using open AI now. It seems like they got some <laughs> other shit they got they going got some on. Things, yeah, the, yeah, we might have seen it. Looks, it's so it's I might have to go find another like MIDI output uh, language model or whatever. Um, but it's. It's like finding it's the way like 
what what I found interesting, I didn't find like it's like oh this is what it sounds like. It's like oh like if Tchaikovsky wrote it or something. What what I found interesting was like the uh, degradation of like the mm. initial melody where it's yeah. like. Um, I put up a clip of it like years ago where it's like I took uh, the file select song like Saria's song from uh, yeah. Ocarina of Time, and it's it uh it uses the do 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 like on the on the left hand of the melody. And uh, it it turns that into um, it 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 put that on like the third note, like on the third beat instead of like the one that kicks off each measure. Uh, and I was like, "Whoa, that's sort of like it's you, that's you completely fucked that up." But it's really interesting. Mm. Um, I it's beyond that. I do not find it. Um, I, I'm I'm not. I don't think I would, AI voices. I think is where things start to get really weird. Um, uh, I, mean, I don't. I don't. I don't be, know if I fuck honest, with it, especially <laughs> especially if you're like trying to get like a like a guy's voice, like an established per, like vocalists or like personalities, voice or whatever, and it's the, not. The you're, main you're part not is really to, the, the main thing is really just have been making Jay Z say creepy pastas of various different kinds. Like. It's uh, it's uh, Trump and Biden talking about Kingdom uh. Hearts uh, two and three is so good. Uh, it's all right, all right, Donald. Let's talk about level design. No, I'd rather talk about dry forms. Uh, no. It's it's you're walking around these flat fucking pancakes. Oh, where's the treasure chest that has a magic element in it? Oh, we put it behind a chair in a corner. We really made you fucking work for that one, huh? It's so fucking good. It's. I think we just live in a, like a shit post world now. I think like yeah. everything we're just we're just done. It's That's fine. It. A fundamentally sh uh, shit posty, you know, aesthetic has pervaded mm -hmm. all things, and that's okay. It's great. It's, we can we can we can live in this environment. It's fine. It's not doing evil nasty things to us. Though it's man, <laughs> man. Um. Uh, well, that's that's, that's, a, that's a, shut up, creative cloud. Creative cloud keeps fucking interrupting <laughs> me. It's, I was going to say some shit, but it was like, there was a problem with uh, using Lightroom Classic. The problem is that you have Lightroom Classic installed on my fucking computer. It's, it's a Shut up, oh, man. God damn. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Alexis, what was your favorite movie this year? I'm curious. Uh, I need to check Letterboxd, but my assumption is I have not watched many movies to give you an educated answer. Let me see if wow, I that's crazy. I've watched a lot of movies. This I know you watched a lot of movies. How many movies have you watched this year, B? Uh, I'm up to, to I'm going to be up to 251 tonight. So I'm 60 movies behind on Buchanan 365. That's a lot of movies uh, behind, but you know. But it's it's also a lot of movies I've watched as well. Uh -huh. um, so I can tell you that I haven't recorded anything on my letterbox since May. Um, <laughs> I recorded a film on New Year's Day last year. I recorded a, a short in February. I recorded John Wick in March, and I recorded a total of four films while Marcy was visiting the UK in May. And by far and away, the best film I watched this year was uh, The Adolescence of Lieutenant, um, which is, it, it's almost a gimme at this point. Like, it's the Utena film. Utena's great, you do it, but like, even more psychosexually fucked up and even more lesbian. Like, of course it's going to be wonderful. Um, I love you, Ikihara. Um, coming in <laughs> at a fairly close second is John Wick Chapter 4, which was 
amusing in some very like strange ways like i the, the the cg backgrounds in paris just like cracked me the fuck up like the lightbox backgrounds um mm -hmm. and i did not buy the villain at all compared to um was it the arbitrator or something in the previous one i can't remember um adjudicator that's the one from parabellum he was like terrifying in her like reservedness and the bill skarsgård character is just like a fucking fop and i did not respect the fucking fop. <laughs> but like fundamentally it was just like a very pleasurable hey i've watched twitch videos of hotline miami like this is this is the basic level we're working with but yeah i uh I, I gave it all the all the credit it could have possibly been given for just being the most exciting uh, action film I could have wanted. But yeah, the answer oh, is yeah. Eternal. The answer is Adolescence of Eternal. Cool. Uh, what? Do you have an answer for what's the best film you watched this year? <laughs> Heat. Heat was the best movie I watched Heat. this year. Shit. That's uh, the 1993 one with 19, <laughs> Michael Mann. The Michael Mann film. The Michael Mann film. It's, I watched that for the first time this year. That's like the best movie I'll ever watch in my life. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, was that 93? It was 95. Fuck. 95. No, yeah, that's the best movie ever, maybe. Genuinely. Fucking hell. All right. Dude, Moby fucking stood on his business on that soundtrack. That's crazy. <laughs> god, I am looking at all the, the letterbox activity from friends, and there's like just a, a ream of five stars here. I think I think this is communicating something. The friends seem to be into Heat 1995. It's yeah. Oh, Alexis, have you not seen it? No, of course I've not seen it. I've oh seen, my like, god! I've it's seen like, like if twelve fate, it's, films. It's like if Fate Zero was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's you got old man Yowie in it, oh, and Moby scores it. It's perfect. Oh, uh, but Fate Zero is good. Is it like better? No. Okay. Let me put put it a different way. Uh -huh. uh, it's it's a no woman dies as a meritor in heat <laughs> yeah okay there um, isn't like the ritual sacrifice of wives um uh-huh yeah okay that makes sense that makes sense um what's the what's the coolest video game you played this year Ooh. um okay <laughs> um okay this is this is gonna sound really really bad. This is going to sound really. It's I'm I will be. It's I was talking about like how there will be things that will reveal people to be hacks. Mm -hmm. Um, I got crazy into Fortnite these last two weeks again. Whoa, whoa! Uh, All right. Like uh, it's like it's bad. It's so bad. I got really bad into this. Mm -hmm. Um, it's they have a really shit rock band clone in it right now. Oh yeah, you know, I've been seeing this. I've been seeing the situation in it. It's it's, a, it's, uh, it's as a as a as a local multiplayer uh, jam band game. It is a failure. As a way to um, play the vocals to Buddy Holly in a Fortnite match uh, while you plug somebody in the head, it's a it is an it's an interactive achievement. Um, perhaps not since grasp since the original Donkey Kong. Uh, the reason I got back into Fortnite is because Solid Snake is on the uh, the secret skin for the Battle Pass this year, oh, okay. and it's I want to play okay. a Solid Snake in Fortnite. Cool. Fort Fortnite is not the coolest game I played this year. I just wanted to let you know that's like my my rankings have been completely <laughs> tainted by hanging out with my friends in the jingling keys microtransaction video game with Peter yeah, Griffin. Yeah. No, I I understand that. That is. Uh, I mean, like it's it's probably oh okay. I have two. I have two. I have two nominations here. Actually, mm. uh, one is Alan Wake Two. 
That's, uh, it's... I, I watched dice. a playthrough of Alan Wake 2 because my computer cannot run it. I did buy it. Uh, uh, and I will, I will, I, I mean, will play everyone, it. Everyone seems to be afflicted by the Alan Wake 2 cannot run on my PC curse. And I hope that everyone um, gets the PC of their dreams like in their laps sometime in the near future. That would it's, be nice. I really, I really want to play it. The, the best game that I did play to completion was the mod for Kingdom Hearts 2, Nobody May Cry. Um, okay. It is a total conversion mod that lets you play as Roxas the whole way through. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, it adds a style meter like Devil May Cry. Uh, <laughs> it completely changes all your attacks. It gives you finisher moves. Um, boss battles are changed. Difficulties ramped up. Uh, as somebody whose brain, who's like, it's the, it's most of like the developing neurons in my brain went to like watching Kingdom Hearts two Game Shark videos. Yeah, and. Seeing, like, some guy try to fight, like, three Sephiroths in one really tiny room. Mm. Um, it's getting to play, like, an intentionally curated experience focused on, like, sort of the majesty that I felt of, like, watching, like, those, the, like, the Kingdom Hearts as a game breaking as a kid. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it filled me with a, a, a joy that I had not felt in a long time. And a an invigoration for Kingdom Hearts modding in the future. Yeah. Uh, for my money, KH2 is one of the best feeling games ever, and they made this shit buttery smooth. Hey Boo, I gotta uh, play Kingdom I, Hearts 2 very soon. It's gotta happen. Yes. I put it, I please, put it please, please, so please. Please, 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 let me know when you're doing that because I want to sit in on all of that. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. All right. <sighs> <sighs> oh man. Hearts. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts is awesome. Kingdom Hearts, I feel like, is a really important document for understanding why I like emotion and stuff. Because <laughs> it's why it's you like you emotion? could put you could put absolute hogwash in front of me, but as long as there's like a cool piano thing happening and like there's an anime character screening, I'll be like goat raw fire. Uh -huh. Nomura does it again. Yeah, that's fucking like Kino. You know, it's all I got. It's all I got in my life. Oh my god. So. My answers to this question are, annoyingly, um, Limbus Company was amazing for about three months, and then it blew up in a tire fire. Yeah, and then it's the, the state of uh, third-wave feminism in Korean politics. Yeah, uh, it, it imploded in this very sour way, and I, I'm thinking about poking it again, but there's, it's not quite the same as when you can, like, unashamedly be attached to, like, the old woman you're this is, it's, this uh, is it's, a, it's when, when it's... When something is just strictly inside your heart and you feel like it's for you, and then like an external circumstance uh, like discolors it, it's it. It feels like I get like taken out of it entirely. Like it's like, yeah, oh, 100%. this is a thing that exists in the world and not in my brain. Like fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, the games that I absolutely put the most time into this year, which is, is I didn't even do that much gaming. I in fact bought a Steam Deck so that I could game again, so that I could like not be at my work desk. Oh, yeah while I game, and this is the thing that's going to allow me to do that. But the the games I put the most time into this year were Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney and the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Yeah! It's I, Phoenix, I'm, it's Phoenix yeah. Wright, it's, Alexis, you've talked with me a lot about, like, it's how, um, it's, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not tooting my own horn. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm recalling you tooting my horn. Mm. Uh, what you said was like, it's, I, I, it's, you, you said something along the lines of, I like your relationship to characters. 
Yeah. Because uh, I make I make a lot of funny posts featuring characters from Fate Stay Night. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. On my personal computer, and it's you were you you seem to have been like very stricken with uh, the effortlessness that came to that, and I said you got to be kind of like a little pervert and you got to treat them like funny little guys. Ace yeah. Attorney is like a foundational text for treating your characters like funny little guys. Like 100%. A weird pervert. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's so gleeful in the way it just like throws slightly cutesy awkwardness at everyone at all times without ever feeling, you know, malicious or exploitative. And I mean, this is the, the same reason that like the best Yowie works, honestly. <laughs> like <laughs> Phoenix and uh, Miles, like as a relationship works because it is like simultaneously like reserved and cute, but also like embarrassing and you know, you're fucking playing, like playing, pulling, you're doing, uh, what's the, the Harry Neff, no, is it not the Harry Neff Barbie character? He's the evil Barbie, the, the Barbie character. He like breaks them. I can't remember the name. I didn't actually watch the movie. I don't know. This is all second oh. references. There's no evil Barbie character that breaks them. No, it's, the, well, it's, it's it's Ryan Gosling who's like, dude, patriarchy. No, <laughs> no the, 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 there's something Barbie and the, the thing she does is like have like arms sticking the wrong direction. and Oh, weird Barbie. Weird Barbie. Uh, it was simple. It was weird. Um, I don't yeah. think that's Harry Neff's character, is it? be very funny no Har it's harry neff uh plays the doctor and also the really talented dj which i is like sort of targeted it's uh, incredibly targeted <laughs> incredibly uh, fucking targeted but, but it would have been worse targeting if they'd made her weird barbie um is doing weird barbie things with his <laughs> characters co constantly and I yes it's it so immensely. cool it's uh it's uh, <laughs> sorry that was a very long-winded way of making that point but i, I no it's it. no it's it's great no it's um Greta Gerwig should make a Phoenix Wright movie. Oh, it's, it's, no. she's 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 very blurbo brained. I feel like she could really pull it she off. She is very blurbo brained, but I also I definitely just want like the most. Again, do I? I mean, I just know what my favorite pretty horny anime looks like, and like that is a that's a vibe that seeps <laughs> into the heart of this thing that is also telling this like quite artfully constructed story. And like, okay, it doesn't nail it all the time. Sometimes you get a fucking annoying clown. But, um, <laughs> shut up. It's hang on. It's no, it's uh, every single time Ace Attorney wastes your time with a character named like Woman Bee Shopping. Uh, it's that's actually why it's the best game ever. <laughs> you don't understand. You, you, I, it's, I'm actually mad at you because you don't understand anything in your life. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> Hey, hey, please, this is why I'm envious, because you just have the, like, um, whenever Ace Attorney <laughs> wastes your time with a character named Women Be Shopping, it's at your disposal, at your fucking fingertips. That's scary. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> it's so impressive. Oh. This is, like, this is this is why I admire the ability of people who, like, write fanfic or just post exceptionally well. Like, just the ability to, like, play with the, the, the creatures in their brains so effortlessly. It's... It's, at that. the same time, it also so kind of means you have to have like an irreverent disrespect for everything you encounter. That's fair. Um, but I mean, why would which, I? Fucking, why would I fucking respect Mister Women Be Shopping? It's no, he's so cool. It's like his thing is that like it's it's uh, his court case is that um, he didn't kill that woman, um, and then it's like it's a uh, Phoenix and Maya are like, dude, okay, so we obviously killed this woman. So they go to the they go to his house. 
And it's they find like it's like a little plaque that's like I love murdering my wife. And Maya's like, dude, let's book him. Phoenix yeah. is like, well, hang on, Maya, we got to figure this out. And then they go over to Gumshoe, and Gumshoe's like, dude, this guy that like makes chicken nuggets across the street might have killed this woman. And then he's like, <laughs> fuck, okay, we got to bring him in. And Maya's like, dude, chicken nuggets are so good. Phoenix is like, I know, Maya, fuck, damn. And um, then it turns out that he's uh, for the obviously he's paying for the chicken nuggets now. It, yes. Uh, and then it's uh, it turns out that uh, woman be shopping did kill his wife, and yeah. it's it's, uh, it's Maya's like, well, I guess you could say that's a cold case. <laughs> and Phoenix's like, I'm so. <laughs> Phoenix says objection, and, then and yeah. And then Edgeworth, Edgeworth shows up to call Phoenix a fag, and then he leaves. Yeah, basically, I love I love Aisatani. I I will say where I am right now is in the second last um. Second last, or maybe third last, I can't remember. I'm in the middle of one of the later bits of Ace Attorney Chronicles' second game, which means uh -huh. the the thing that is happening currently is my hot, competent boyfriend is returning from the dead, which is incredibly exciting. I love this desperately. Yeah! Um, so there are going to be yaoi moments aplenty. Um, like, I did just post a screenshot where Naruhodo, the, the main character, is just like, his his posture is so beautifully upright yet effortless. Sure, <laughs> sh surely, surely not. And I'm just like, ah, yes, it could. Yes, it could be. Uh, I've never heard you make that noise. That was so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, it just it, it does unlock gremlin gremlin uh, sounds yeah. and noises. It's important. Uh, uh, um, um, I, yeah, like I said, I've got a Steam Deck now, so I'm going to be playing a lot of slightly older or more narrative games and just chunking it yeah. that way. Oh, uh, I gotta say, the, like, mm. 45 minutes I played of Armored Core 6 before my computer could stop running it, um, <laughs> was awesome. Uh, uh it's, it's, I, I don't know anything else that happens in Armored Core it's for like four hours i just grinded blowing up that one student guy with like the prototype mech where he's like i can't give in and then i like just immediately flatline him with like a <laughs> like a chinese dragon cannon cool sick nice it's oh. i plugged that i plugged that hoe in cold fucking blood yeah. next time pick a top tier bitch and then that was that was my entire experience with Armored Core Six. I I, I never got to any I never got to any of like the super bosses or it was frustrating or whatever. I just domed this poor sap in the head for like three days. And then um, when I tried to go to the mission where you fight like the big uh the bit like the big walking uh like mech platform thing, my computer crashed every time. So I was like, okay, I guess that's the end of my time with Armored Core Six. Uh, that was awesome. That was a great that was a great time. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah fundraiser to give all of my friends the, the thirty eighties or something. I don't know. That's, I'm building. I'm build, it's, I do have a. I do have a graphics card. I don't have a computer. I have. A, I it's. I have mm. for my new computer. I have the graphics card because, uh, Tech and Thursdays Luminary Crass Pants uh mm. sent me it free of charge. Hell um, yeah. Because they're they're ho a lovely ho person. homies send graphics cards to their buds. Like this is this is a thing. Some homies kiss each other goodnight. Some homies send each other graphics cards. This, they're all it's, valid in good ways if, to be. If Crass Pants found out I called them the homie, or, or at, the very, at minimum I agreed with their assertion that they are the homie, they would never let me live it down. So it's <laughs> I it's I I I acknowledge your sentence's point. I do not have to concede to any of it. Nice, cool. Um, 
<sighs> Love you, Crass. Uh, dang, what else is there? So we talked so about what, what, what else is there in the world? We talked about movies, we talked about games. Is there anything else? Is there anything left? I don't think so. We talked about movies, music, games. Um, what uh, what do we want to do with Hot Singles in 2024? Man. Like, we, we got in a bit of a role here because I think we found... Again, I think end of year, like, heating up celebration time and also, like our respective miserable and emotionally draining crunches maybe seem to lift, though I know you're still like fucking working like an animal. Um, mm -hmm. Like we just, we just found a bunch of stuff that was really exciting and that was enough to like get us through. And also we tried to do the two, well we did, two really fucking incredible, like who the fuck is this guy podcasts, but took a lot of time to prep them. And like, wow, and the, the, the wind up needed for both of those podcasts was like very substantial. <laughs> <laughs> so mm -hmm. like just the confidence to talk about the little the, the the cool little guys who we who we like a lot um that is that is a thing that i i treasured the ability to just be like no they're cool i like them they're exciting to me and just mm -hmm. got really hard in on things um but I, I mean like we already know like we've already earmarked jim legacy underscores anything else oh i've earmarked literally you um yeah what was uh it's what it's do you have the google doc there uh that's like who we have for the who the fuck is blank oh i can pull that up it will take me one moment oh man a who the it's getting around to a who the fuck is like ag cook or whatever in the post pc music moment i feel like that'd be really good yeah, so AG Cook is like right at the top. I can send you the spreadsheet actually, so you're not. Hell yeah. So you're not groping around. Gang, we have a we have a we have a big ass Google Doc full of ideas. Yeah, so we've done that. Oh man, I forgot about our type of guy section, which is literal. That's that's it's we that that we're just stealing from indie heads at that one. Of course, of course. Word to indie heads. What, what was hot singularity? Was it just like just, us talking about a moment in time? Yeah, just like with a, an extra, an an extra musical like aesthetic moment that like expanded mm -hmm. and yeah, included more. Hell yeah! Did you suggest Lil John or was that no. Marcy? Was that I mean, me? I think that has to have been you. <laughs> I can't, I can't remember that at all. I feel like that has to have been Marcy. Mm. I definitely suggested Danger Mouse. That would yeah, be an yeah, awesome yeah. episode because I get to talk about Demon Days for like forty-five minutes. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's so cool. There's just the, the, the thought: Do we have a one or two hater episodes? And like something in my heart is like that could activate us in very exciting ways, but also you might get the most depressed and like miserable With, versions it's, of ourselves. I, I, I wanted I want to do the humans hater episode I want to do it so bad but it's I'm gonna turn into like a rant youtuber I yeah, know I will yeah where it's I'll be like this is a shitload of fuck <laughs> uh, and then that'll be that'll be, be what I do that's be the be... Fontana you want to see in the world <laughs> Ugh. yeah do you know he followed me for like four years uh back in the day it's didn't didn't fave a single tweet. Did not as when I when I first I, I was like eighteen, so I was like over the moon that Fantano followed me. I was like, dude, thank you so much for following me. I really appreciate it. It's like, what did you like about my music or something? No response. 
it's so it's like it's I just had this Fantano like I had this vestigial Fantan organ. Um uh, sitting, sitting uh, in my don't, followers list. Don't say that. <laughs> so it's uh yeah, it's I just realized like it's it's I I remember it was like it was it was after the fader hit piece on him. Um <laughs> And then it's, I was like, does Fantano still fall? This was like months after where it's like, everyone yeah. was like, oh, that didn't really do anything. It's like, who knows what that even was? Oh, well. Um, and then uh, it's, I just like, I, I looked and he was still following me and he hadn't done like, again, zero interaction. So I was like, mm -hmm. all right, man. And it's, I, I cut that mofo off <laughs> and he will never, he will never listen to this because he never listened to a single thing I said. While Damn. he was looking at me. So, Damn. Fuck you, Anthony Fantano. You little peach, you little dick motherfucker. Um, clearly, we're aiming. We're aiming clearly at the at the at the the, the, the right targets. Oh, I will kill it. Anthony Fantano. This is an I, actionable threat. I will kill you. <laughs> uh, there, there's something about something about YouTube. I don't know what it is. Hey boo, I'm I'm letting secrets leak out on on the podcast. Oh. About about two weeks ago, in about three different instances, uh, people have said to me in various different ways, "It would be cool if you made a video essay." And I'm like, "That's an insult. That's a sneak diss. I'm sorry." <laughs> but they're like cool people who I respect. Like genuinely, like I appreciate their their their, their like vision and insight. No, I know, I know. But like, there is something about the YouTube like. Autodidact speaks at camera format that just breeds the worst kind of relationship to audience and also to material. I don't know what it is. It it's, might just be because no one is a good critic. Like that might just be the case. It's 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 that and it's uh it's well it's uh it's uh you know there's this guy on YouTube that made a video about this. Uh it's it's a it's it's four hours long. Uh. Um, uh, uh, I got, I got it's, actively, it's, I got actively angry about the length of that fucking video. To be honest, it's, I know, I know you did, but it's, I think, look, it's, um, I, I genuinely have no opinion on an H bomber guy. H bomber guy is a guy that follows me and interacts with hmm. my tweets for some reason. Damn, uh, all right. It's like, cool, man. Like, cool. Thanks. Uh, I watch like maybe two of your videos every three years, <laughs> but get, keep the peace. Um, it's, I watched that video because, um, uh, uh, there was, uh, it's, uh, I found his, it's, so it's the first two hours of the video is that he's, he, he has to make the case that he is like gay. He is a gay man talking about this stuff specifically so we can light the, 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 uh, the main target of the video up for weaponizing his gayness against people for like really insidious profit-based reasons. Uh-huh. Um, and it's one of the conclusions that he comes to is because is like the, the impulse to be a YouTuber is to show somebody something without any accountability. Huh? Um, which I really liked as <laughs> somebody that stole music when I was like 17 years <laughs> old. Um, it's, uh, it's. Because it's like it's when you when you are like a an adolescent or whatever, or if you're just like a maladjusted adult, it's and you want to be famous, you want to be like heard or whatever. It's like YouTube's a great way to do that all by yourself. Um, <laughs> or and and it's like if you're the only person watching you, that means you can steal or do whatever the hell you want. 
Yeah. Um, and it's uh that that was an emotion that it's again it, I I want to turn to the camera as I'm saying this. Uh, there are there are Buchanan albums that are not coming back because I stole music when I was like 17. It's mm. I just it's it was vaporwave. It's it was just what it's happened. But I did that shit. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now I turn back to the camera. Uh, sorry, I turn I turn back to you. I turn to a camera, <laughs> and now I turn back to you, Alexis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the white shot. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, and it's I found I that that was a really interesting instinct to explore. Um, and I I think that when I hear like somebody say like Oh, dude, you should do a YouTube essay. Because uh, I, I get that all the time because I just mm. talk about nothing on Twitter. Yeah. Like it's and the yeah. the rare moments where I provide in, insight, people are like, "Oh wow!" So she's not like completely stupid. Um. Uh, and it's like it's I when I was younger, it's I definitely thought I could do it, but now it's like I don't I don't want to be the voice that dilutes um something. Like it's I could talk about SSX three for as many years as I have in my life left, but <laughs> I don't I don't want to be the voice of SSX3 for some people that are too lazy to like download like an emulator or just buy the game or whatever and play yeah. it. Um you know it's I'll I'll tell everybody I know that it's like the best game ever. But you know it's I don't want to tell people I don't know, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a kind of relationship That's... of like trust and actual two-way communication happening when you're dealing with like, yes. people you know and trust and care about and are engaged with on a level more significant than like, uh, it's tempting to say parasocial, but literally just like, no, like didactic one-way communication. Yeah. And that that makes the uh, that makes the parasociality of it all like much more obvious. Like it's... Yeah. Um, if if you pose it, what you're doing is just like showing something off to your friends, and then you blow up. You can't stop calling these people your friends because nah. they were there. And uh, I don't know. It's I feel this way. It's I it's I thought about this, and I feel like I'm extrapolating it to um, uh, like <laughs> it's. This is gonna sound like it's I'm shitting on hot singles. Uh, where it's like I'm, I'm, I'm extrapolating it. it to like, like music reviews as well. Like it's if you, what the 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 episodes of Hot Singles I like the most are the ones where we, uh, where we like we very clearly have a history with the artist and are able to provide a unique input that others might not be able to uh, key into. Um, not necessarily giving you the starter pack, but giving you a passionate lane. Um, and it's, I don't want, like, it's, with Evie and Christ, like, it's, I can throw, I can throw out, um, like, enough Gatecrasher and Ministry of Sound mixes to yeah. fill up, like, my, my hard drive forever. I could talk about, like, Gatecrasher Global Sound System Disc 1 and 2, and... But I, it's, I always wanted to be clear that, like, it's while I am, like, m discussing with the audience, I'm always talking with you, Alexis. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, like, the, the, like you, have a, you have a sense of, like, what excites me. You have a sense of, like, mm -hmm. that, like what sort of things I'm looking for. I have a sense of, like, what excites you. Like, I brought stuff very specific because I like, I want your insight into this. Or I, like, want mm -hmm. your sex sensibility to run against this. All that sort of thing. Yeah. Thank you. Huh. This is why it's um, better that way. But yeah, like it's it's the idea of like covering someone else's work with um, 
a fluctuating expectation of like accountability and like lack of originality and research is something that I'm really, really like it's that, 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 that video made really uh, obvious for me. <laughs> it's, you know, I did not, it's, I don't, I don't care about like, you know, it's like putting people on blast or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's where it's accountability, I think is like the number one word that I think I'm going into with 2024. Nice. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Th that and is to say, Alexis, I think you would be good at making YouTube essays. Um, <laughs> and it's, um, it's, well, what would you make a YouTube essay about actually? So, so this I wanna, is the thing. I want to ask you about this. So this is the thing, like what I realized that the, the version of the YouTube essay that I originally like got caught on that like actually captured me was the somewhere between the like educative and like explicitly formally critical and the two polls i have in mind is like like pre-transition i am disseminating my master's degree philosophy cheap like mm -hmm. talking about the fucking a and b theories of time that i was using as revision for my like university exams and first couple of series of folding ideas before um dan olson like revealed his his like desire to resuscitate his filmic career within the, the YouTube space. Because mm -hmm. um, what he was doing is like trying to explain basics about semiotics and like formal stuff about film and stuff like that. And this does back very close onto the like every frame of painting ass like <laughs> you, you you fucking remember that 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 shtick. Like the 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 like baby's first approach to to like the formal tools of like cinema analysis. The thing that mm -hmm. I have, though, is a fucking philosophy PhD. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that what I can do is stuff like, I have, like, I don't really care about media per se. Like, there is a mode mm. of engaging with the world which is like... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I think this is, sorry to interrupt, this mm. this is the, this is the difference between, I think, an Alexis YouTube essay and, like, a YouTuber YouTube essay, is it's, it's, it's coming at, like, a respect for media. Yeah, like I don't have some fetishistic ad, ad, like desire to like sell you on whether it's SSX or like I'm thinking of like even the really good version of this. Like I think about why not? Why don't you have that instinct? <laughs> it's it's a great game. We should be telling everyone. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going I'm keep just going. gonna fucking post the puppy dog picture at you until you disintegrate. Stop <laughs> it! That's not me though. Come on. <laughs> is Fuck. it? Is is it not? I mean, um, it's it's I it's it's look. <laughs> sorry, it's sorry, Jack. I just saw Jack. Yeah, yeah, Jackie's ha having a time. Oh my God, yeah. Autumn and Molly are talking as well. Yeah, we got all the warriors and well, every, every, expert every, everyone's, everyone's hanging around. Everyone's having a fun Christmas time. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, um, I don't have this like reverential attitude to media. So even the good examples of it, which are like, I think very particularly about like the Hazel um, Serial Experiments Lane video. Um, which mm -hmm. is a really good sales pitch for the game. It's a really good exploration about of like a headspace that it generates. But fun fundamentally, what it's trying to do is explain a thing to an audience who like want to glom onto it. And that kind mm -hmm. of like positions um, uh, the like the, the speaker as knowledgeable through experience and the audience as non-knowledgeable through like inexperience and consumption is the thing that gets you on the level of the creator. 
And like, mm-hmm. that's a dynamic I'm just like thoroughly disinterested in because like, it's so easy to listen to an album. You can just like put it on a it few minutes later. You can just like have some thoughts about it. And like, it's, lo- it's like looking at media is the easiest thing in the world. Like it's actually, like it's, you just, you just look at it and you like think about it and that's it. And yes, it's, it's insane. What, what I have that other people do not have is like, the study, the, the like the theoretical framework to do things, and like mm-hmm. media barely helps you to do the work of explaining it. Like, I there is uh, a basic impulse I have to just be like, "Hey, the world's on fire. Let's talk about Fanon." Or like, like you think gender is this? I think it's this. Why? Why? Do, why is there a difference in how we think and how we feel about it? And like, just like. I fundamentally don't care about framing it in terms that make it more intelligible through like mm-hmm. a hook based in selling you an experience that you're after. I would and simply it's... like to basically run the seminars that I would be able to try teach in a future job now with like slightly fewer constraints about the, the teaching format, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, something that I also don't like about the YouTuber essay, uh, like uh, the 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 architecture of it is like nowadays it's uh, like i mean with the with the h bomber guy video again i have no opinion on him but it's it's um it's the it being four hours because two hours of it is preamble yeah. to betray your expectations for the twist uh of what the rest of the video is it's I'd like that's so like overwrought like it's it's like it's it's just trying to wake you up uh, yeah. Halfway in between a script that they couldn't uh, trim down. Yeah, on a fundamental um, level. The, I, the I, fucking, I said, sorry, uh, I, I said I got angry about it because like I'm used to professional environment where you can communicate mm-hmm. complex ideas in minimum fifteen minutes, maximum thirty minutes, and like mm-hmm. that's not an unreasonable amount of time to commit to a serious idea. But if you're good enough at communicating, you can achieve it. And like, okay, like maybe sometimes you just have a huge amount of like descriptive ground clearing to do, or. It, as it sounds like two hours of like anxious self-justification question mark like obviously i haven't fucking watched the things so i don't know exactly but like you know i don't know there's there's something that like sticks in my sticks in there about like how seriously you take your own voice versus the seriousness with which you like want to do effective communication which just i don't know it's it's, it's something seems to have gone wrong argumentatively but also with like your relationship to the content if you're spending that much time mm-hmm. dealing with it that way yeah it's I. Uh, it's watching. Um, who's that guy? Uh, Tim Rogers. Action mm. button. Yeah. Like it's. I. What I like about Tim and what Tim's always eager to remind me of is that it's. Uh, he. It's. He had a. He had an employment history. He has an employment history in the interesting areas of video games. It's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he. He knows a lot of the old heads. Like it's. Uh, it's. He, that Doom review like was him that. talking about. Yeah, despite yeah, looking like that, that, that he is. Des- des- despite looking like a 19-year-old boy, Tim Rogers is, like, literally, like, 50. Um, and he knows American McGee. And he knows the guy that made Pac-Man. And he knows the guys that would have moved uh, Boku no Natsuyasumi uh, to the West, but they decided not to. And stuff like that. That is what I find interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's, I do not find nine hours of uh, <laughs> Tim talking about... Uh, uh, what's the... Uh, what's the condition that like you remember like everything in your life because that that's what he has um john romero has it as well i forget the fucking name uh it's not i'm assuming not photographic memory but i don't know no uh uh, hyperthymesia uh Mm. is what it is 
uh, and that's what that's what uh, Tim Rogers I think has as well. He he's never come out and said it, but he says oh, in one of his older views he mentioned that he has a condition that lines up with those symptoms exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I I gotta tell him like it's I'm not interested in him telling the story. Yeah. What I like what I it's about like his life as that pertains. What I like is him telling stories about old game development because he is the only one that could remember them. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's honestly that's that that was just the lane that I went on. I was just thinking about Tim Rogers again. Thinking about Tim Rogers again. As it sort of you know, it just happens every as it happens. Uh damn, what the fuck else do we talk about? I mean uh, we, we, we've we've hit two hours. <laughs> we don't need to keep talking. It, it's true. It's I do want to say I got I get asked a lot to do YouTube essays mm. again. Uh, and it's and it's like every single time like the the one I was working on is I wanted to do one on the flat cannon from Unreal Tournament because uh, mm. it's a it's one of my favorite weapons in games. But it's like I realized like I'd just be talking about myself through that vector. And <laughs> as I said, like it's I I wouldn't want I don't want to watch a YouTube video where a guy is talking about himself. So it's I don't really want to yeah. do I don't want to put that out into the world. Which is why I don't do video essays. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that's a good enough reason. Um, uh, trying to think, is there, is there anything else? Who is the, the, the NBA player you have a crush on? You go first. Sorry, I that was mean. That was mean. That was mean. no. That's no. That's really funny. It's like, like it's that's not like a question like girls ask each other like a slumber party. That's just like a really disturbing <laughs> thing to, to ask. Um, it's uh, it's my 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 N, my NBA crush is interim coach for NFL football team Antonio Pierce, who just <laughs> it's after four weeks uh, from a three oh three loss for the Raiders. Uh, brought them to the Chargers in an absolute shit dumpstering. Like yes. it's like it was like sixty three to twenty or something. It was bananas. Like what is your Chargers? Antonio Pierce, that's no, my guy. Uh, yeah, sixty three twenty one. Um, yeah, the, that's the, like illegal, man. That's yeah, crazy. It was what fifty four seven after three quarters. Like yeah, it's pretty cool. That's upset them. And it's, um, I, it's, 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 I saw footage of Antonio. It's genuinely, I think I do have a crush on Antonio Pierce. Because first of all, he's he's making the Raiders like a good team to like watch and look at. Uh-huh. Um, and normally Raiders? the Raiders Wait, don't hey. have that. They have, Are you a Raiders girl? What? Is this a thing that I'm discovering? No, it's, I think, it's, I think I, eventually I may be. It's, hmm. I feel like Pierce is taking, uh, it's, I, it's, when I was a kid, I loved the Raiders because of the colorway. The Raiders uh-huh. have the best branding in football, which is what I loved as a kid. Very um, fair, very fair. And then it's, I also loved the Bruin, the Boston Bruins in, in oh. hockey as a kid. And my dad was so, my dad was like, I'm going to disown you if you fucking <laughs> like the Bruins. Uh, it's the Bruins and the Raiders are kind of the same thing in which like, they're, they're just total assholes. Like they're, they're just the dick wipes. But the design um, is fun. So, the Raiders, their 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 stadium is called the Death Star. It's too cool. like that's the that's the coolest thing in the world. That's so cool. Um, and now it looks like they're actually going to be like it's Antonio Pierce has brought this team from the depths of hell, and is giving them like actual like cool wins. Yeah, I wouldn't call myself a Raiders fan, but it's I'll, I'll watch Raiders games now. It's, hell yeah, Antonio Pierce seems like a cool guy. Um. 
that I realize for my sins, I started, my YouTube recommendations have been fucking trash fire. I started going to the gym mm. more recently, which meant like, oh no, I'll check out to do the form on this exercise. And suddenly like my YouTube shorts are playing like fucking Andrew Huberman and shit. It's like terrible. But um, it does mean that like one of the many things that got filtered into my YouTube recommendations is the Travis and Jason Kelsey podcast, which mm -hmm. is like, okay, there was the t fucking Taylor Swift capital M moment. And that was like kind of funny to see from the outside. But I, I, I just realized that Jason Kelsey is a quite beautiful and endearing man. And he's endearing in a very like traditional and quite conservative way. But also, I do care about him much more than I need to. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that it, that's, that's my NFL contribution. I, yeah, there are like several different M NBA players who I would give a kiss on the lips to. Um, uh, it's I it's uh, it, the reason why I immediately swerved to the NFL is because what I don't want to do yeah. is it's I was gonna launch into a conversation about like uh, it's you about like it's when when no it's like when white people say Larry Bird is the best NBA player it's like are you oh. racist like what's mm. going on there I mean to it's be like honest, I thought he, what you were gonna say is you don't want to give Andrew ammunition that's what I thought you were gonna say <laughs> I definitely do not want to give Andrew ammunition it's it's we're two hours and Andrew Andrew saw the runtime and went ha and then went to go do something else <laughs> it's Andrew if you were listening to this right now I will give you a dollar <laughs> it's um, I know you'll you will message me about it I know you will yeah Max if it's, you were listening right now please post it in our group chat with Andrew Max, no, Max, my legacy. <laughs> Max, don't listen. Don't listen. Don't, uh, or Max, listen. Don't don't listen to Alexis, please. Oh, all right, all right, fair. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, that's not fair. That's me trying to wrangle the situation out. So it's explicitly I'm exploiting the situation. I guess maybe I don't know. I, I, I'll allow myself to be momentarily exploited. Uh, okay. My last question. Uh huh. Uh, it's. I know it's like 10 p.m. What are your plans for the evening, Alexis? What are my plans for the evening? So I made a very nice uh, tuna pasta for dinner. So I'm well fed. Oh yeah. Some of the plans will involve editing the previous hot singles, which is on Fantastic. its way and may come out this evening if I get it out in time. But it's also like I'm at an hour and a half in. Don't don't worry about it. It, it might take an hour and a half to do the second chunk, but I guess because there are so many tracks that we talk about in the OPN section. It's going to be a lot mm. of heavy editing, so it'll be tomorrow. And that's fine, because I've got a free day tomorrow. I have a feeling Yay. at some point I will crawl into bed in the next, like, two hours or so. And I will play maybe the rest of the episode of, yeah, like, game number two, episode three of Ace Attorney Chronicles. And I'm Hell yeah. very excited about doing that. That's that's my plan for this evening. Maybe yeah. maybe talk to, talk to hot babes on the internet if it so, it so takes my fancy. <laughs> Um, my evening tonight, I'm watching two movies, if mm. you can believe it. Are you, uh, it's, are you seriously going to attempt to get back on track with the, the 60 deal behind? Like, is that no, remotely feasible? Not, not really. It's my, my game plan is it's my new, my new end date is like April 1st. Okay. Um, okay. but it's, I mean, I could like, it's, I could just watch a bunch of short films as well. Yeah. Um, guess so. What if I just did one day where I watched like 80 short films to just log them one at a time on Letterboxd? Like just... Oh, uh, no. You could do that to yourself. Like, it would just be mean. I could do that to it. That'd be really easy. That That'd take like four hours out of my day. Like, that would be really easy. But how would you feel at the end of it? That's the question I'm interested in. Would you feel hollow it's, inside? I think you'd feel hollow inside. 
No. I, look, Alexis, I've already watched 250 movies this <laughs> yeah, year. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, okay. It's, okay. The, the movie magic is kind of starting to wear off. I can't <laughs> lie to you. Uh, the, I don't the, regret doing this. I'm definitely not going to do a daily project. I got evicted this year. Like, what the fuck was I, I thinking? I, yeah, I know. Um... <sighs> Uh, yeah, it's I'm gonna watch Haruhi and Die Hard tonight. Oh uh, hell yeah! Uh, Wait, hang on. Which Di Haruhi? Di Di it's Die Hard in uh, my Discord server where I play games with all my friends. Uh -huh. uh, that's in a couple hours actually. And then rounding out the evening, I'm gonna put on a pizza and watch Disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya as I do every floating around uh, December 16th to 18th. Nice. Yeah, it's I, the ritual. It's the yeah. holiday ritual that I have. I haven't got any of those holiday films per se, but the usual thing that used to happen was that because like, we went to see family in South Africa for Christmas, it was the time where I like binged on anime. So a lot of my like formative anime experiences. Are yeah, it's uh, it's holiday anime binges are so right. They're crucial. Like, They're I, really crucial. And I remember like it's, like the the same the same. I think it was the same stretch of time where I watched a shed load of Sword Art Online, uncomfortable as it is, mm -hmm. a shed load of the Monogatari series, um, and a shed load of who is the writer behind Bakuno and um, Durarara? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Narita. Uh, Ryugo Narita. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, watched Bakuno and Durarara back to back. Just like, yeah. you know, you know, just like some amount of crappy, like disposable bullshit and some it's, amount of just like, oh, that stuck. That like, you know, registered. That like, I was going to say, it's, I, I can't believe, I can't believe you watched, um, I can't believe you watched, um, uh, Bacchino and you're like, man, how do I like get weirder with how I think about characters? <laughs> like it's. They, they got like they got like some of the best guys in there. They really do have some of the best guys. But again, like have the presence of best guys doesn't always mean that I process them and internalize them in like that's my best guy way. You know, this is, this is the thing. Sure. I, the, all the resources in the world can't get me to like you know play the game the, the same way that all the best players do. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, like a, a, like a couple of years ago, that turned into fucking fate, and like I I got so fucking fate brain. Yeah. Um, and now there's like, where well, there's the the fucking strange fake anime, which is a thing, which I haven't yet watched. And every day in my life, I edge closer to watching some amount of Prisma Ilya, and that's like gonna be a terrifying moment. Don't no, it's so don't watch Prilia. Uh. It's it's it look it's Alexis. It's you don't. It's first of all, you're not a lollicon. I know uh, a lollicon. And I know and it, it's second of all, you're, it's there's it's there, there is shit in Prilia that is like cool. That's it does cool things, but there there there's nothing on like an act like like on a research based level or something that'll help <laughs> you untangle anything within yourself if you yeah. watch Prilia. You are it's you are going to get so you're gonna be. I'm going to be, a, it's going to be like 3 a.m. And you're going to be messaging me like, like, oh, like, what is all of this in the service in? And I'm like, it's for people to like jack off, Alexis. And, I, and I, I will, I will be watching it in too good faith. So yeah, the, the, the conclusion I have is I need to play the Fate RPGs, which is unfortunately going to eat into my playing other video games. Uh, like. Fate Extra has just got that translation. Fate Extra, Fate, uh, Fate CCC got its translation. 
Uh, Extella's on Steam and everyone seems to have good things to say about Samurai Remnant and there is now a fan art picture of the Samurai Remnant girl on my phone screen. Because Yay. I joined the um, Anime Woman on Fun Background Club. All of like, yeah, it's I, I can't do it yet. It's <laughs> boo. I held out long enough. <laughs> I know. All the people. It's, look, it's I already just look. It's physically I already look like I have an <laughs> anime woman on my phone screen. <laughs> it's uh uh yeah that that is my that is my plan for what's gonna like clog up my hard drive and Steam Deck uh, SSD for the next little while. I mm -hmm. I have a feeling I will play some gnarly long visual novels, but they will chunk through them fairly, fairly fast because I House of Fata Morgana, baby. Everyone should play the House of Fata Morgana. Uh, that gate is a game where I played it, and I think about it all the time. But I just need to play the DLC because there was so much good stuff in there, and I just have there's, if there's more of it, I should play more of it. Um, yeah, good. Uh, I will obviously finish off Ace Attorney. The next thing mm -hmm. on my list is Super Hippie, Wonderful Every Day, which is. Apparently got some. That's, gnarly... that's also on my list. It's apparently got some gnarly shit in there, but apparently it's also extremely fucking good. So I am looking forward to that. Um, Hell yeah! And then after <sighs> that, just the end, the endless amount of getting fucking completely fucking rat brained about all sorts of you know bullshit, anime bullshit. Hell yeah! It's good anime bullshit. Oh yeah! Oh, oh sorry. Oh, oh, obviously, sorry. One, one last thing. Oh, the, sure. w one of the things that people encouraged me to make video essays about, which is like the most obviously like there is an audience of 14 people for this, but hey, everyone should read the web novel on Just Depths. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, I need to read on Just Depths. I feel like I'm such a bad friend to Kim nah, for not reading on Just Depths. It's fine. It's fine. It is a, well over a million words at this point, but it's also like the best combination of the most digestible. Like, I say it with all the love in the world for matter his writing, like, it fits the hole in my life that fanfic had of being like intensely digestible and so not demanding of my faculty to like break down text in a literary way. It is just like beautifully clear and beautifully transparent narrative writing. But there is one, a fuck ton of it, two, it is probably the most politically acutely observed bit of sci-fi that I've ever read? Question mark? Huh. Like, it is... It has got a nose and temperament for, like, political intrigue and straight-up just, like, material relations in the, the, the straight-up Marxist sense that surpasses even the best, like, Le Guin-esque, like... I'm writing about politics in an allegorical sense, but you know, it's just sort of hanging in the background. Like, now this is very clear-eyed about it, extremely like like confident and astute with how it does it. And this is a lot of the reason mm -hmm. that I want to talk about it so much. Um Yeah. And uses it not just instrumentally as the like, I this is the set dressing for a cool sci-fi story, but like, no, this is the guts of the thing. If if you believe if you don't believe the politics, the story does not make sense. Um mm -hmm. and then also it is like basically underwater gundam for gay trans women like it's beautiful mm -hmm. like, it's like if that's not gonna sell you on it then like i'm not really sure what will hell yeah that that is it's i i probably give this pitch once a year probably even on this podcast it's probably snuck in elsewhere but like you've yeah. definitely told that you've definitely told the audience told, told to read on just that's yeah unjustdebts.com go do it there's a there's an epub link you can read the whole thing Wow. 
Um, you got anything left? You said you. Oh, you, I, I don't interrupt. Know. I interrupt. Oh yeah. It's it's. Can I bring Rat King for oh, an episode one day? Course. One of these days. Okay, That's cool. It's we're coming up on the uh, uh, fourth year anniversary Shit. of it. And technically, it's because I, I revealed it on leap year. Oh, like I revealed it on February 29th. <laughs> we're coming up to the first year anniversary of its uh, of its uh, announcement. Okay, back when it have... was a completely different record. I was. I would love to play some of the old Rat King, like my old Buchanan demos that were going to be up for Rat King for that. Exclusive Buchanan songs. Yeah, I don't know if this means we have like a soft pencil day in for the for the app, but like, nah, this is the, I would happily listen to you. Well, what, what, how Rat King, King turned into the thing it became. That would be very Hell yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. At some point I will put music out. Like I haven't been able to like edit the shit that I have at my disposal into like a condensable album form. But it'll happen at some point. The stuff Alexis is working on is awesome. Do not listen to her. It's it's it is already in its like demo state. It is clean, it is cohesive, it has an idea, and I am excited for it. And I love Alexis's music. Thank you so much. And yeah, like, I obviously don't think it's in a releasable state right now, but I'm excited for it to be, you know, out there at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Yay. Yay. Uh, are we, are we, are we tapped I think out? I'm good. Yeah. It's fucking cool, yeah. though, then. Uh, Alexis, where the fuck can people find you on this information superhighway? On the information superhighway, you can find me at Twitter, at Regression, with three S's. Don't forget the third S. Basically everything you can get from there, just fucking hit me up. I'm around. Also Regression on Discord. Hell yeah. I'll be around. Um, I actually should say, on the off chance people don't know about it, because we are part of the Export Audio Podcast Network, um, there's a little dedicated challenge, cha uh, challenge channel for our podcasts to get um, posted in and occasionally discussed a little in the Abnormal Mapping Discord. So go to abnormalmapping.com, find the Discord, and drop in there if you want to hang out with all the cool people who make Export Audio Podcasts and also Abnormal Mapping Podcasts, because they're also fucking sick. It's true. It really is. Um, yeah, f friend Mark, who has been on the show many times, has just put out a new episode of uh, uh, Starboard's. I'm literally forgetting the name of the, the full name of the podcast because it's Starboard Vineyard Tours. That's the that was the one. I was missing the word tours. I knew Vineyard was mm -hmm. in there, but I couldn't remember if it was Starboard something Vineyard or Starboard Vineyard something. But a, mm -hmm. a cool episode about um, colonialism in sci-fi, and I'm very excited to, to give it a listen. And it's got a fantastic two-plus hour runtime so i'm going to enjoy myself while i potter around in the next couple days yeah hell yeah it's just cool cool stuff it's cool stuff out there it's cool stuff you should come hang uh hey uh, uh buchanan where are you yeah. on the information super highway you know what i liked uh, i liked the uh i liked ducking it but for the last episode <laughs> of the year and it's to to round off the blitz of hot singles episodes that we've done in such short time over this last like month and a half, um, I would like to say you can find me mostly on Twitter. Um, if that doesn't suffice, I have a Neo Cities page now, uh, with links to pretty much everywhere else I'm available: uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, Bandcamp. Uh, my design account at Design by Boo is open. 
It's, it should be open for commissions maybe by the time this episode goes up, honestly. Hell yeah. Um, it's... Uh, yeah, it's uh, put your Christmas money towards a cool Buchanan thing. So that's it. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, uh, Revanchist is my album of the year. We already knew this. We I just wanted it. to say that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's shocking that like uh, just as a reflection, like some of my very very favorite stuff started off at like ten, and then I kept compiling stuff, and I kept listening to stuff, and I kept compiling stuff, and it slipped down to like twenty three, and I'm like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. This was such a good year. This was such a good year. Like, mm -hmm. I, I have so many records that I am so excited to just, like, put in people's faces and say, this is cool, it deserves your attention. And, like, mm -hmm. that's just a, that, that leaves me really feeling really happy about all the cool music that's out there and all the cool feelings you can have while listening to music. It's a thing I like to do. Why did my mm. head immediately go and play the... Sitting, sitting is the opposite of standing. The opposite of standing. It, it just, sitting, sitting is the opposite of running, running around. around. Sitting is a wonderful thing. It's because it's a wonderful thing to do. It's because it's a wonderful it thing is. to do. Music is a wonderful thing to do because your music. <laughs> music is, is the, the opposite, opposite of listening. <laughs> yeah. Music is the, it's opposite, the opposite of, of hanging from my bar, but music is a wonderful thing <laughs> to do. I've got one thing to say. Yeah, um, I that's I'm assuming. Yeah, that clicked real fucking badly. I'm not gonna do that. I that was really good, um, uh, folks. Uh, from Capitol Hill, this is Buchanan uh, reminding you that sitting is the opposite of standing. Sitting. Take care, guys. We'll see you oh next year. God. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.